Light nigga, dark nigga, faux nigga, real nigga Rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, feel nigga Still nigga Still nigga OJ like I'm not black, I'm OJ Okay What's up? What's going on? Welcome to the Somewhat Privileged Podcast. I'm your host, Bushrod. I'm coming at you with my two sons. Uh, what's up, AJ? How you doing? And Joe? Hey, what's good? What's good? Yeah, we are here to link Generation X with the Millennials and Generation Z, where we ask questions and we talk about things that need to be talked about. And we try to make sure that we are all on the same page. Understand me and I understand you. You understand you and I understand me. So... Um, what's up, guys? Just you know, scared for my life, frustrated. <laughs> that was so last week. AJ, yeah. Are you scared of your life because you you've been out protesting? That's why you scared of your life, right? No, nah, man. I've been thinking. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like I'm. I'm glad people are waking up. You know, I've always questioned authority. I've always been that type. That's one reason I always feel like I can never, I can never do well in the military. Cause like I can't, I just can't stand motherfuckers. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, who the fuck are you? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck. We try to make me the perfect soldiers. Like, I'm, a, I'm a, I ain't doing this to protect my country. But anyway, so it is interesting to see like people re- actually like really think about the concept of police. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was thinking about this on the way over here. Like, the the concept of police is is the cog in the machine of systematic racism, right? Mm-hmm. So when one cog which is the police is just so blatantly like against literally everybody. It kind of fucks up the entire system. That's why I think it's so funny where I don't say funny, but kind of weird how it's like people are calling like, Oh, the cops that did this, they should be in jail. But where's the, you know, fucking uh, investigation, this and that. I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. There should be one. But at the same time, it is tough to, you know, the same system those people protect kind of put them in that system. And then as well as like thinking to myself, like they have such an authority that we give them, but then you realize like that authority isn't really there. Like, why do I, why do I have to listen to you? It's like, are you really upholding the law? Like you're, you're pulling me, you're pulling me over for a ticket. Am I really a threat? It's my whole point. It's like, yeah, I, I look at it like, a, uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys ever heard of the, uh, the sheep wolf uh, mentality, um, sheep wolf dog mentality. And basically it's that sheep are sheep can't differentiate between wolves and dogs. So of course, farmers, you know, sheep herders use dogs to help control their sheep herd. And the reason why they use dogs is because sheep think that the dogs are wolves, you know, and the dogs are actually there to help them and and, and keep them kind of safe. Yeah. So civilians kind of feel the same way about cops. It's a, the wolves are the criminals and the people who want to break the law and and hurt you. And the cops are kind of like the dogs. And I think sometimes as civilians or as citizens, we just can't tell the difference just based off some of the actions that happen in some of these communities with with police officers. So I think sometimes people have just grown to think that, you know, all cops are bad, just like sheep think all dogs are bad. And Sometimes we, we forget why they're actually there just based off their actions and, and things that happen. So, um, you know, I, I hate to condemn all cops. I know there has to be huge, huge changes um, regarding policing. 
Um, we talked about it last week about some of the suggestions and solutions. And I don't want to go off on a tangent with this stuff again, but you know, it's a reality and eventually man will, you know, hopefully we'll get past it, but there's a lot of other things that have to happen for, you know, for us to see total police reform uh, or to see things in our communities and some of these communities get, 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 get a lot better. So, um, shout out to, uh, uh, the, uh, Chief Renee Hall, the Dallas PD chief. Uh, I saw her on the news yesterday, uh, kind of holding court. So did I. I don't even. <clears throat> oh, sorry, go ahead. She was just, she really was, she was trying to say, hey, listen, I'm out here, I'm talking to you guys. And basically, people were like, resign and quit, and you're the problem, and fix your people. And she was like, listen, <laughs> basically, she was like, listen, motherfuckers. Yeah, no. <laughs> She's like, I'm here to talk to y'all. And yeah. if you don't want to hear what I got to say, that's cool. I'll leave. And like, yeah. I mean, I might be a little biased here, but I tend to listen to a when a black woman says she looking out for me. I tend to believe her. Yeah. You know, it's just I saw it in the news too, but for another reason though, uh, da- uh, Trump was in Dallas, I think, a few days ago, mm-hmm. and I, I, don't know, I guess having a conversation with the law enforcement community, this and that. But like, guess who didn't invite? <laughs> didn't invite Dallas police chief. What? Didn't invite the Dallas County Sheriff. What? And didn't invite the Dallas DA. I wonder why. I mean, they're all there's You might know the answer to that. African American people. I want you to guess, Joseph. What do these three people have in common? I'm gonna take a shot out here in the dark and say that that maybe they uh they might be women of color. They do have a little melanin in them. (laughs) Ding 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 ding. So even and then they they interview the. Dallas DA is like, do you know about this? I like, I had no idea who was even coming to town, to be honest. <laughs> so I was like, how are you going to have a conversation with, you know, Dallas, you know, police relate, community relations and the police battalion and stuff and not literally have the three people <laughs> responsible, responsible, <laughs> law and order. Yeah, in the city of Dallas, in Dallas and Dallas County. It's like, what's the, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I saw they were pulling, oh, Joe, so I saw they were pulling some, um, some statues down again. Yeah, uh, it's talked about a lot with co- with college. Uh, me, me going to college, where I go to college at, and then I have friends that go to colleges like all around Texas, and they're talking about like there's a Sully statue at Texas A and M, who's uh he used to be like I don't know if he was the one that was I think he used to be the governor of Texas, and he was uh he's mostly known for being a Confederate general, and then after he's a Confederate general, he became the governor of Texas, and then they're trying they want to take that statue down at A and M. There's the Sam Houston State University. They have a they have like a a huge ass. I don't know if you saw my story the other day, AJ. Yeah, they got that. a huge ass statue, of Sam Houston, uh, there. And the funny part says, "Is like, man, good luck taking that one down." I, know. <laughs> I was like, "That's the big one." <laughs> they want to take that one down, and the whole school's named after him. And then uh, the UT, uh, UT football team wants. Uh, they have a whole list of demands to um, to UT to change a whole bunch of shit. They rename buildings, uh, rechange the fight song, and all that uh, for them to uh, to be. Uh, they want to change that before before the season starts. Well, I was. Funny because I saw, uh, I think it was in Virginia. <laughs> they they tore down the Christopher Columbus statue and then rolled it into the into the into the river to the river. Yeah, that's all. And the, that wasn't the funny part. The funny part was like the next day it was like eight hillbilly dudes out there with ropes trying to. <laughs> that, 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 that that one was the Christopher Columbus one. That was a different one. That was a different. This is a different Confederate general. Some random ass nigga. <laughs> yeah, I know, I'm just saying like. <laughs> Dude, white people have no excuse you know, to how. Wait, you know how what killed me though? 
was that they went over there, didn't have swimming trunks on, swimming gear. I saw a nigga with socks on. I'm like, you you fish out, you're gonna fish out a, a one ton statue from the river, yeah, by yourself. And see, my thing is like, I put this as an old versus new topic, and I guess it's not really like. It's like old, old. It's not even Gen X thing. But I was like, what's the, what's the, everyone's obsessions of making statues for everything? Y'all just love, they just love making statues for shit. So like, I can't even think yeah, of that's even older than me. Like, um, yeah, I think it's just an obsession with heritage and like trying to hold on to that, that piece of heritage. And I think, I don't think you motherfuckers nowadays give a fuck about, nah, <laughs> about history and about, shits. about Nigga, I got you know, iCloud. Heritage. I got iCloud. All right, also <laughs> heritage I need. Whenever I want to see that, I just pull it up. Yeah, no. Yeah, because <laughs> well, this is the part too, because the, the, the Robert E. Lee stuff, especially, I heard motherfuckers talking about, like, you know, Robert Lee didn't want slaves. I was like, in my head, I'm thinking, like, that's a bold thing to say. <laughs> so how you gonna, how you, how are you gonna not want, like slaves, but fight for the right to keep them? <laughs> well, I guess I gotta. <laughs> I know. It's like, well, it's like kind of like it's. I was like, that looks like somebody working at what a concentration camp. It's like, you know, I'm against killing the Jews. Like, Maybe you applied to be here. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, well, that's so the funny. thing too. Is my thing is like, how narrow minded were they in the Civil War? To like, what other options do we have? No slaves. Now what? What are we gonna do without <laughs> slaves? Like it was like. We don't have anything else. I mean, shit. You take our slaves. Then we're going to do. You, want, you really want me right. to go out there and pick the cotton? I know. Fine, 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 fine. We'll call uh, a police force. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm saying, like, how absurd was it? Was somebody, that means someone had to, before the Civil War even started, they had to suggest, like, hey, listen, you know, we're, we have like hundreds of thousands of people in bondage. You guys ever think about just, you know, paying for what they do? <laughs> what? <laughs> What are you doing talking about? <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what word we live in. I don't know where do you think we live in, sir. <laughs> what do you mean? Pay them. It's you know it's interesting to see because this stuff's worldwide now. You see the stuff in uh, Belgium where they're defacing a King Leopold statue. I don't know if you know who King Leopold is, Joseph. Um, I'm not gonna know. Okay, so do I need he, to know? He was a Belgium king. You did. You should. He was a Belgium king, and is responsible for the death of I think about 30 million Africans. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so yeah, to make yes. say that so casually too. Like. 30 million. It's he was one of the worst kings ever. He was one of the first people to kind of um get Belgium into um, I guess, sub Saharan Africa, like middle of Africa. And um, it was estimated 10 to 15 millions, by the way. They just throwing it. You got too much stats. Hey, hey, he, <laughs> he wasn't that good. Come on, 30 now. million. He wasn't that efficient, all right? <laughs> but regardless, he, regardless, he, on, he didn't kill all of them. He's, <laughs> responsible, he's responsible for Belgium being in Africa, just right? Just half. Yeah. And the nigga was just ruthless. Uh-huh. So it's like, and then pictures of it, you know, Africans with their hands cut off or, you know, trying to escape or like scars and shit like that. It was pretty bad. They have a motherfucking statue of him in Belgium. Yeah, see, okay, that's my thing is uh, people love to have the argument of like, we have that statue so we don't forget our history. I was like, yeah, but you know who, who makes statues? You know, we get the idea of statues from like <laughs> Greek mythology, Roman mythology. You know what they do for the statues? The statues are there for like gods. They have gods for statues. And then we're like, you know what? That's a good statue. Statues to commemorate gods. Let's just make statues for random people. Let's make yeah, statues for confederate generals. You know, and, like, and that's the thing too. It's kind of like, I think it says like, we're supposed to remember our history. It's like, all right, instead of focusing on glorifying these statues of this racist ass motherfuckers, why don't we just put it in the books? Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, look and read. Like, shit, like, this is 2020, baby. I can look at this on the internet, all right? Like, yep. And then, even they're talking about, too, like, you know, people were saying, like, oh, like, I mean, black history is whitewashed. Let's be honest. Because everyone mm-hmm. thinks that, like, 
only reason y'all got anything done is for being peaceful. It's like, no, well, there's yeah. more to that. Yeah. yeah. It goes back way back farther than that, too. Way yeah. farther than that. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's just, I don't like the, I don't like that notion of like, like, oh, what we're going to do about our history then if you guys destroy the statues? Like, man, if you really want to learn the history of these people, you look them up. <laughs> All right. See, my thing on my campus is that we, uh, we have a giant statue in the middle of the campus and no one just stops by this campus and is like, like we know who, who the statues to commemorate because clearly it's named after the university, but no one just stops by the campus like, oh, what does this guy do? Or like, and look up like the history of this dude. Like that's not usually what people do when they see statues. They're just like, oh, I wonder who that guy is. <laughs> Boom, it's this guy. They don't look up the history of the guy. They're just like, oh, yeah. that's a cool statue. And that's the case with a lot of universities. Think about the ones in the South, especially. Here's our, just for example, I'm not sure they want to, here's a statue of, you know, um, Robert E. Lee. It's like, okay, you know, and then he's like, he was a man who did this for the state, this, this, and this for the state. Like, oh, great. Next thing you know, I found out, like, wait, wait a minute. This <laughs> motherfucker was a Confederate soldier? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Why you just gloss over the fact that it was a Confederate soldier? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That's, know, that's the thing with yeah. the, the, a, the AM thing. The, uh, the guy who's there, like, they, they want to say, like, oh, he's the governor of Texas. That's why we have a statue of him. But, like, the reason he became the governor of Texas is because he was a Confederate. So, like, that's yeah. the thing is, like, it's almost like a. Just as a reminder, nigga. <laughs> That's basically what it's been Walk for. Walk by it every day. Every day. I want Just you to, in case you forget what we might be able to do. In your free time, I want you to look up the number of Confederate soldier statues that went up and when they went up. The motherfuckers went up in like 1920. Like way after the Civil <laughs> War. It wasn't even like Middle of Virginia. Like we need a Robert Lee statue now. Like, you know what I'm saying? That That's like, what I'm saying. These niggas got the right. Like, hey, we want to vote. Like, wait. Make sure. Put that Robert Lee statue up real quick. <laughs> and then they, the way they talk about the Civil War... Like I, I could only, I, I would love for someone to take the verbiage that they put in the Civil War, like history books and and how they describe the Civil War, and just flip Confederacy with like Al Qaeda. Yeah, just flip the, <laughs> turn the tables around and see if it's if it sounds the same or if it if it you know like how would it sound? It's just like there's no way you would let me pin up a soldier, a, a picture of a, a statue of Bin Laden or you yeah. know or. You know Hitler. Yeah, and <laughs> the thing know? is, like, the thing is, they're because you look back at history, they're traitors. So, like, yeah, traitors, traitors, and they're just like the people kind of think of it as like, no, it was a time that we that some people kind of got kind of yeah. bold. In it was century. about states' rights. Yeah, yeah states' rights bold. to have slaves. And it's like, almost like it is now, though. It's, it, I mean, they're making it seem as though like I, that's why I can't understand how white people or some people, some white people, can look at it and say, well, all lives matter, and and not just black lives. And I, I don't understand why you why you guys are doing what you do. Yeah, for sure. But you can sit back and say, "Yeah, the Confederacy was traitors," but we understand why they why Man. they wanted. To, mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, you can't understand. So, Man, I, so they so, have they have Confederate monuments in motherfucking Arizona. Yeah, nigga, how many slaves were in Arizona? That's what I want. <laughs> well, there is only even a is even a state back then. Arizona didn't come a state until 1912. <laughs> You telling me they put sixty years later, like you know what, to commemorate our new state. It's basically saying, like you know what, we weren't a part of the Confederacy, but if we, we could have joined, if we were just no. a little bit earlier, if we got the Mexicans out just a little bit earlier, he would have been a great leader. While for they us. were out there slaving niggers and killing Yankees, we were out here slaying these Aztecs and. Fucking up these Mexicans. We can relate. If we, so, were, if we weren't busy. I know. We had <laughs> our hands tied. tied. <laughs> right? Things uh, going away. So my details going away. There's a, uh, I think it was in India or something like that, that they're trying, they're about to take down the Gandhi statue for the, uh, after the university that there's some there. So where do you guys think that you should draw the line of uh, a sta- where a statue should be built or where it should be taken down? Mm. And Gandhi like was a racist. <laughs> Gandhi was a racist and a, a, nah, a suspected pedophile. <laughs> 
See, you about to get us canceled. We ain't even look. You know why I draw the line, Joseph? You know why I draw the line, Joseph? I just want to say real quick is because uh, a lot of people like when you think of someone, when you think of like LBJ, or you think of someone like the first thing you think of is so many other things. So like the Mount Mount Rushmore, when you think of all those four presidents, you don't think of the first thing you don't think of is racist. The first thing you think of is other things. And so like, well, where do you draw the line and when to face something? I'm gonna give you two things about that. First thing is Mount Rushmore. It's I can all my black listeners out there can agree with me. If you see an old white man, there's a likely chance that man was racist. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Any statue old white man is like, you know, he might not have been. I mean, I Abraham Lincoln threw the N word around a few times. Okay, and like even he's even responsible. He's responsible. He, he's seen as responsible or USS Grant, whatever the guy's is. But anyway, I draw the line, Joseph. Yeah, you can have a Martin Luther King statue. Okay, you know, brother probably have an Obama statue somewhere. That's fine. You can you can have a Reggie Bush statue. Okay, well, that's just, it. You're know you gonna keep naming like black people. Yes. Okay. See, but my thing is, uh, people will draw the line of saying like, all right, we don't know Gandhi for being this. We know Gandhi for doing this. And then, so why are we taking out the statue just because he did this? Exactly. Because you're glor- in the sense you're glorifying. Like he, you can, hey, you can be a racist and a known pedophile if you're peaching for pre- peace. No, you know that's saying? the thing. Like, no, you don't. You don't like when you say Gandhi. You don't automatically think racist and pedophile. Which I didn't even know he was a pedophile. So you, you just he's a me. suspected pedophile. Okay, so really, OJ was a suspected murderer. Do you really think that? <laughs> hey, I don't see no statues of him outside of the U- the Coliseum. But well, uh, well okay, he's then. in the Heisman Trophy area, baby. He's in that. He's in that Hall of Fame. He's in, like, he can go I guess, see his bus anytime he wants to. See, here's the thing. I think. Okay, first of all, the Civil Rights Act was passed in nineteen what 64? Uh, last one was sixty eight. The last like okay, revision, revision, but okay, yeah. let's say the first one was in sixty four, so that's like yeah. fifty seven years ago, right? Like I know a lot of sixty year old men, white men. Say, I didn't say sixty because say like seventy. Let's say like yeah, I know a lot of seventy year old white men, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm more than comfortable with believing that when they were youth and young teenagers and young young twenty year olds. The word nigga was being floated around yeah. quite freely. I don't think they took the bus to DC to march around the cane. You exactly. know what I'm saying? They're like, I wish that home. They were pretty cool with the nigga word nigga being used. Like right? they were they were very silent. So, they were very silently against them. Yes. So they were I'm sure they were all you know quasi racist. Mm-hmm. So my thing about this is is I I I'm kind of with Joseph. Like when I look at this person, like I'm sure John Kennedy, you know, probably thought niggas were not smart as smart as he was. Okay. And but when you look at John Kennedy, do you automatically think Marilyn Monroe or do you automatically think, you know, killed in Dallas, yeah. one of the greatest presidents of all time? That's true. That's right. True. So I, I think I guess- you look at Gandhi, you know, I think civil rights, I think non, nonviolent protests, I think um, inspired Martin Luther King, I think, you know, led a movement. Yeah. I don't think pedophile slash racist. What do you think of Michael Jackson? What do you think of that? I, I think I see that's the difference. I think of Michael Jackson moonwalking on Motown 25 anniversary, <laughs> and I think of him as a possible pedophile. <laughs> you know, like, as I say, uh, no matter when you build a statue, like generations after are going to think of them for different reasons yeah. than other people are. So that, that's what I think. So, I'm not going to say abolish the idea of statues altogether, but here's my solution, and I'm going to give white people a bone here, especially my Confederate bro- bros, <laughs> bros. <laughs> right. So here's here, here's your deal, Confederacy. Pick a city. Any city you want down south, whether it be Birmingham, Tuscaloosa, Gainesville, Atlanta. Try Atlanta. I would love this one. Here's my, my, my plan. I want you guys to go ahead and try to make it to Atlanta. Find yourself a city, a nice deep southern heart city, and build yourself one big three, four-story building, right? Mm-hmm. And in that building, 
you put all the Confederate shit you want. I think all of it. I think There's some flaws in there. Just don't be yeah. surprised if it burns down. No, 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 no. We, we have African American Museum. No, yeah. Yeah, because we're. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got the African American. We need the white power. We need the white man museum. That's U.S. history. <laughs> can we, yeah, can we have a Civil War museum? We can say that. Don't say like Confederate music. Have a Civil well, War museum. No, 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 no. I want it to be. Okay, this I'll, I'll meet you halfway. Civil War, a Civil War museum. <laughs> you can have that, right? But the thing is, I think they're paid enough to put it in Nashville, right next to the the Black uh, History Museum. They'll be right next to no, it. And, and the put petty it part in was, yeah, in DC, across the street, yeah. And the petty part was too. It, it'll be like they'll try to make it seem like we're neutral, but they're also putting out like you know, Confederate wasn't that bad. <laughs> Like, it would be so awesome if they put it across the street from the Black History Museum. Yeah. And then like the Black History Museum parking lot was asphalt and their parking lot was cement. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, and, and someone had brought up a point too. I read somewhere. He said like, man, at least the Germans could admit like, yeah, we, we fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're sorry. Here's some reparations here. This we're teaching our youth not to do this again. A, B, C, D. Man, this shit happens here. It's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. But do you guys know that in Fort Worth there is a Texas Civil War Museum? Yes. Uh, see, the thing is, I wouldn't visit if there if it was right here next door. So <laughs> there's no reason I would go to visit this statue, this thing at all. Like, maybe well, if I you wouldn't known. go and be like, I, I just I just here for the Yankee stuff. Nope. <laughs> I know. I just, <laughs> I just, you see that Union cap? I just want one of those. If, if I'm about to become a competitor, Buffalo like a, soldiers, baby. Come on. If, if the only reason I go to the Civil War Museum is if I'm uh, a ger- general in, in the war. And like I'm gonna learn like what not to do. I'm just gonna go there. And be like, All right, this nigga did this. That's probably a bad idea. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna do that. That's all I'm gonna do for a Civil War uh, museum because there's a whole bunch of shit that I just did wrong. I, I, I just googled it to see how many there were. Just so <laughs> you guys aren't gonna believe this, but here hey, we go. Try me. <laughs> here we go. There's a Civil War museum in Alabama. There's one in Arkansas. There's one in California. There's oh, one in Connecticut. Wait, there's one wait, in wait, Delaware. Wait, Florida. Real quick though, like. <laughs> I guess I get the point of a Civil War museum. It's our bloodiest war ever. You should have a museum of memorabilia and stuff like that. But I guess it's the message they're painting. You know what I mean? Like, I bet that one in California probably paints it as like, here's what the, here's what the Southern states did. Here's what the North states did. And then I bet like that one in Mobile is just like, here's what the North did to us. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they'll still identify themselves as the Confederacy in a way. This will be like, you know what? They were just some good old boys. Some Like now I think about it, man, I used to watch Dukes of Hazzard all the time. I used to love the General Lee. Then I realized named after a goddamn racist and they have a Confederate flag on the top of their hood. I, I didn't think anything of it. Watched Dukes of Hazzard about what, two months ago? Did not make the connection at all. <laughs> oh, I, I, I knew that back when I was watching it. Good and my, pop, my my grandmother would be like, why do you want to watch this show with that flag on top of that car? Oh, see, see that's I'm like, because they fly, grandma. Oh, like, I, I, I want to make it clear right now that first of all, you just made the distinction of the show. I was thinking the movie of probably came out in 2007. Wow. So that's hilarious right there. But because in the movie, the uh, one of the one mm-hmm. of the brothers or I don't know if they're brothers or not. One of the dudes, like they try to get they're with the cousins. black. Yeah, they try to get with the black girl. In the movie. Yeah, so I, I like, remember right, that movie. Perfectly fine. They made it a comedy, too. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it's just like every state. I named all these states that have Civil War museums. And uh, you're right. I, I can probably see the one in Alabama saying, we took a lot of L's, but here, this is the one W we took. And look how much we kicked ass. That's right. And they got statues. It's not even really kick ass. You know, <laughs> it's just kind of like we, we hate five years is longer than most. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm wondering if they blame us. Like, you know what? We would have wanted in freedom. Damn niggers. I know. <laughs> they just let Arizona have slaves. We wouldn't have a problem. All right. Speaking of uh, fast cards with Confederate flags. Um, NASCAR bans the Confederate flag after Bubba Wallace calls for the ban after he drove a Black Lives Matter uh, car in the NASCAR race. And um, 
it just caused some uproar. I thought it was a big change for um uh the NASCAR. I want to know what y'all's opinion on it was. I guess you know Confederate flags to NASCAR is like synonymous with like you know what Brazilian flag in soccer. I always thought I also thought synonymous was like a hot dog. Uh, or a tailgate to football. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Thing. This like, is like they're always outside the state. You'll see the PO, like the three flags: the POW one, the American flag, and the Confederate flag. Which I think is just kind of intuitive, <clears> but yeah. that's just my opinion. I saw that that article and I saw heard it on the news, and I, the the first thing that came to my mind was what lowly security guard are they going to get to go enforce that rule? Hey, <laughs> Bubba, Billy Joe, <laughs> Billy Bob, <laughs> no flags allowed, baby. Take it on down. You can wear the shirt. <laughs> The shirt's fine. <laughs> yeah, see, but you just this, can't wave that flag, buddy. Uh, I heard that like most of the stadiums didn't allow it inside the stadium anyway, and then like now they're officially abating it from like the grounds. Like like now every every stadium is now not allowed to have it, and uh, they don't want to see it around the ground, like on tailgating in public on their property. So you guys like, know where that quick pick is? I was like, quick pick. What is it? A quick, quick trip? trip? Damn. Yeah, yeah I take that. That's not really um, tank because we have the quick pick. In. Yeah, that quick trip is. Oh, that's um, pick quick. And um, in a. The Texas, the Texas National Speedway out there, they have like a quick trip right across the street from it. You guys haven't been out there, but there's a, there's like a there's like a quick trip right out there, and there's also a, a Bucky's like right across the street from it too. Oh, in uh, in Fort Worth. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah got you. Oh, there's a Bucky's in there. Yeah, there's a Bucky's out there too. Oh, for real? And I'm like, <laughs> well, I guess they'll be on on race day. Those things will be, that'll be a new tailgating area. Yeah, for real. <laughs> maybe a little bit, a little bit way far as away, a little mm-hmm. bit far away. I mean, I get why they did it. I mean, they did it. I bet they want to get more corporate. Like I said, it's kind of course. it's kind of hard to get. I mean, like the car is one thing. Like I bet, like it's one of those things too, where their companies sponsoring the cars, so you can't have a Confederate flag on there. I'll be happy to they, sponsor your cars. You can't have it. like Lowe's can't be like, yeah, you can have a Confederate flag on there. I'm, I don't mind. You know what I'm saying? Uh, see, but like it, it there, but it's kind of there. There's a stigma with, um, there's a stigma with race car drivers, with NASCAR and their fans especially. Yeah, and that's that's the reason I thought I thought it was a really good move. It makes you like like them a lot more because like if NASCAR didn't ban this at all. Like throughout this whole movement, like I, I wasn't no one. I don't think anyone on Twitter was looking for like, well, yeah. now we want NASCAR. It's, it's nice, yeah. Yeah, it was out of nowhere. And I think it's kind of like it shows that shows more authenticity when no one expects anything yeah. out of you. Especially you come and do it. And especially think about man, think about all the like car guys. You know, like I love cars. Like, but do you watch NASCAR? It's like, nah, I don't watch that. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's a thing. If you just there's a whole market out there, they're kind of neglecting the fact that it's like. You're seen as like your fans are racist as motherfucker. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, think about how long it's. It's 2020, and motherfuckers, we just had a in the in this past 10 years, we had the bubble walls like the first black person to play second. Just wait till a motherfucker black person wins. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, race, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like I, I, I was a NASCAR fan. I didn't even concern myself with NASCAR before this. But like this, this does maybe like turn my eye. Like let me think about it a little bit. Maybe might go my, buy myself a Bubba Wallace jersey after this. Well, I think that's exactly they what NASCAR jerseys? is banking on. They banking on like you know what? Let's let's make a, a statement about this. I think when Bubba Wallace, you know, kind of came on the scene and or he got a little more national attention. I think he finished like uh, he been like six or something like that, yeah. fifth or six or something. Yes, he top. He's a few top ten finishes. And um, I think they probably like you know there's a whole market out there. There we're not even we're not even tapping and just by allowing him to kind of express himself and then you, you, you make a, a notion like this. Think about how many people, uh, I think you mentioned it earlier, AJ, when you're waiting for college football to, to pop on or you're waiting for NFL game to pop on or something like that and you, you know, there's nothing on that morning except NASCAR and you kind of like just kind of have it, have it going. Think about how, how many people are going to be who may just tune in a little bit more just because or just to see what's going to happen. You know what I mean? So, uh, 
you know, yeah, good for them, man. I mean, they should have done it. I can't believe that that that, that they didn't do it earlier. Or I mean, it's kind of like it's, it's like a, I guess they in a way it's, they might think of it as like a kind of some trouble baseball we're trying to go with. Like baseball wants to get more young people into the game, right? And obviously more diversity. It's like and like it, it's tough to do that when you know, like, well, I, I'm scared if we try to you know get into that other niches of our fan base then we're gonna the main fan base feel like they're being neglected like we go you know what i'm saying like if if uh let's say mlb is just more adamant about you know hey we're gonna play more international games we're gonna showcase more of our international players and then this is like especially latin mm-hmm. then the you know the old white man in boston are like i don't like this like i said i can't pronounce his last name and then if nascar might have been like Hey, you know, there's a lot of car people out there who love it. Who from not only from the south, but from the north. You know, mm-hmm. F1 guys. So we can get some of them in there. Then they're like, well, I don't know. Like I'm saying, like when the northerners up here, like yeah, it's just. Well, I think like you said, I think uh, Joseph hit on hey, you, you want to go a little bit more corporate, and you you start to start you know think about the NASCAR series really dominates the south. I know they have a race out in California. I think they race somewhere like in they may do have one like Indiana or something like that too. But you know, you could probably expand. Your 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 brand a little bit more too. Uh, yeah, that's what uh, branding wise. They said that. Uh, well, not they said. I'm on the NASCAR website right now, and three of uh, Bubba Wallace's uh, shirts are uh, in the most popular category. Yeah. So, so like, this, yeah. and the shirts pretty nice yeah. actually. We, we well, shout out to NASCAR. Anyway, if you guys haven't, and you guys probably haven't seen this, but uh, Richard Pryor was in a movie uh, back in the late '70s or maybe early '80s mm-hmm. um, called Grease Lightning, and it was about one of the first black NASCAR racers yeah. named Wendell Scott. So check that out if you guys ever get a chance. It's called Greg. It's pretty funny too, but it's also just about him, you know, him just kind of navigating, you know, NASCAR being a, a good old boy sport and him kind of just breaking that color line for us. So uh, shout out to Richard Pryor. Shout out to Wendell Scott. So anybody out there listening, Grease Lightning is the name of the movie and it's really, really, really cool. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, well, of course, well, every with um, giant political change or b- giant banning of Confederate flags, there's always going to be white people who are mad at it. So uh, there's a race car driver by the name of Ray Cicerelli. Um, he tweeted right after like the whole official ban came out. He said, well, it's been a fun ride and dream come true, but if that is the direction NASCAR is headed, we will not participate after the 2020 season is over. I don't believe in kneeling during Anthem nor taking uh, sick people the right to flag whatever flag they love. I could care less about the Confederate flag, but there are people who do there are people that do and it does not make them racist. All you're doing is fucking one group, fucking catering to one group uh, rather than another. I ain't spend the money. We are to participate in any political BS. So everything is for sale. Say arrest is for sale. Uh, that, that's white people's favorite like defense mechanism. It's kind of like, hey, we shouldn't fly the Nazi flag. Like, I can't believe you're getting so political here. <laughs> it's like, well, your, your flag hey, represents. Hey, this isn't a political. This isn't a political, this is Bro, a political what is thing. thing. White people do not like to talk about their political affiliations. It's a secret. You ever ask a white guy who's voting for you? Hey, Bob, uh, Bob, who are you going to vote for? Dave, Dave, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, take it easy now. Take it easy. So anyway, um, I was fucking my wife in her ass, right? And, and I mean, it was something else. Yeah, 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 but, but, but who are you voting for? Dave! Dave, come on with the voting. I'm trying to tell you about fucking my wife here. Ask me all these personal questions. Dave, Dave, Dave. A personal in there. <laughs> so I put a thumb in her butt. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, but no, nah, I mean, my thing is, is like, like how mad, like, 
So if someone tells you, hey, man, if you didn't know, like um, when you wear these, uh, when you wear those big, when you wear these black boots, it basically means that um, those are the boots of the Nazis. And when you wear them, you offend every Jewish person in the world. Yep. Right. And you're like, well, when I wear them, I don't think about Jews. I just wear them because they're my black boots. I understand that. And it's it's perfectly fine for you to think that way or feel that way. Um, I'm just letting you know that this is the reason why this, these boots are very, very offensive to Jewish people. We actually have some newer boots that are actually a lot better <laughs> yes. and a lot and more look, efficient and fit you a lot better. And here's the thing. You can wear them all you want at exactly. your home, around your yard, whenever you want to. Yep. We're just asking that you don't wear them to work. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck that. I quit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's kind of like the whole, why can't I say the N word? Like, hey, this is America, baby. You can say it if you want, but just don't be surprised if your ass kicked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can do it. Just don't, and don't, uh, be, don't and be surprised don't be, with the consequences. And don't be surprised when your company tells you you can't do it here. Yeah, like, just don't be surprised when you can't do it. I, and I like how he says, like, I don't give two shits. He basically said, I don't care about the Confederate flag. I'm like, Motherfucker, then why are you quitting? Yeah. <laughs> and what, see, it made me think, though, is like, this dude is so racist that he's like, you know what? Um, and then he says, I don't give a shit what, <laughs> I don't give a shit what, <laughs> What people? I don't, he said, "I don't like the flag." Yeah, <laughs> I just feel like the people should be able to fly if they want to. Yep. So I'm taking a stand on this. All right, buddy. I mean, and he's he's never finished better than 28th, I think. Yeah, in the, any the, race. This thing has never been. It's just never it's, been is this just his reason of quitting. Like, you know, finally, fuck. FYI, people out there who don't know, there's only like 36 cars that race in a, in a NASCAR, and he does. And then first of all, he doesn't even do the NASCAR car races. He does the NASCAR truck races. Yeah, and the thing is, <laughs> also that uh, they're talking about how there's like there's pretty much like a minor league for NASCAR. And like, there's only 43 people in the like actual big races. So like, so many people are trying to get into that 43, or however many it is now. But like, uh, so they're saying like, this nigga says he doesn't want to race anymore. Like, there's so many other people that are willing to replace you. So <laughs> exactly. okay, so, buddy. yeah. Keep in mind that that little part he's in, that's like going to an NBA game, and then you're seeing like the WNBA G League team play. Yep, exactly. Literally. Prior to the game, at the warm up game, it's like it's literally like I don't, this is I just, I'm, I, this is giving him too much credit to be honest. It's like seeing uh, Kendrick Perkins his last season. And I was like, you know what, guys, I'm done. I'm retiring. This is just wrong. Like, nigga, no one cares. Kendrick Perkins, he didn't play. Like, you're a reserve. <laughs> oh man, it's horrible. So, hey man, good luck. You know what? Maybe you can race on the um, see you on a online PS4. Maybe you can race to get each other on the NASCAR PS4. I might buy the game now. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually... Uh, you think he'd call me nigger over, over the, the PS4 thing? Because those kids yeah, who play Call of Duty... Of, first of all, those kids who play Call of Duty, you, you parents need to go out there and monitor your children wait, playing wait, those Call of Duty wait, games. I mean, here's, here's, this, I'm going to speak from my generation. Call of Duty was... It's been a godsend for a lot of people. Not only oh this version, but a lot more too. We helped the kids cope through the Great Recession in the early 2000, mid-2000s. Mid to late two thousands, okay, helped a lot. I can test me and Joseph spent entire days playing that game while my parents looked for jobs. Um, <laughs> and but also the newest Call of Duty, they had an update. They had like a, I have like a Black Lives Matter screen now. <laughs> like the man, the amount. It's just so funny seeing that because it's kind of like, like I saw that. Like think about this: that I'm playing the other day, playing with my friends, get that Black Lives Matter screen. We look for a match, join a match. Look at the gamer tags. One of the gamer tags, Black Stink. <laughs> That's it. 
Enjoy your day. <laughs> Black Lives Matter, right? And like, I see that. Then like right above them, it's just like a dude named Neger. This is K N E E G R R. Okay, and then right below that is a dude with a, a clan tag, Trump, and then it says Annan, which tells me, which means he had something so racist, and so many people reported him that Activision took his gamer tag away to just Annan. So I'm like, this is like this is that that's what's so funny about me because it's kind of like in a face of like especially all the companies coming out, like, we support Black Lives, support Black Lives, and uh, this can kind of roll into our um into our uh, next topic here, but. It's always funny seeing that. It's just kind of like, hey, we care about back lives. Well, like, it, in a way, it sometimes feels like some companies are basically like, you know, we care about back lives, nigger. I'm like, <laughs> it's like, okay, well. Well, before you, before, well, Joseph can, he, he's the director of this thing. So I got to give you guys my Red Dead Redemption 2 update. So, Joseph, I don't know if we want to do it now or you want to wait to the end of the show and give it guys. No, yeah, I, I want to get into it because I think it's uh, the whole video game atmosphere thing. I think a lot of video games did shit like this. Yeah, so going. first of all, if you don't know, Red Dead Redemption 2 is a it's a game um takes place in the old west and you're basically an outlaw running with an outlaw gang and you you know you kill people and you shoot people and you complete various missions. So I've I had I've had the game for I mean what about a year now, AJ? I just never played it. So but since I've been on this quarantine thing and working from home, I have a lot of free time. So I was like, you know what? Um during my breaks at work, I pretty much just hop on the game. Uh, that way I can hear my, my Microsoft Teams uh, alerts and everything and hear my meetings. I'm playing a game while I'm in my meetings. Anyway, <clears throat> game's very, very racist. <laughs> uh, the game actually says, uh, I don't think they use the N-word. I, never, I didn't hear him use the N-word. They don't use the N-word. They're very good about that. Yeah. And just for reference, people, this game takes place in like the late 1800s. 1870s? Like 1880s, yeah. 1890s around there. Yeah. So a few it's years. It's like 1870s. It's like 1870s. Okay. Yeah, it's like 1870s because it's right after the Civil War. Is over. I feel like you've been playing. You've been playing this for a while though. That's what I was like. Oh yeah, I'm not that good. So I, well, actually, I've gotten good. So here's my here's yeah. first of all. Let me give you, let me tell you guys what happened. I'm so upset because I played this game and religiously for every day um, till I was. I'm, I'm gonna com- complete this game. So I get to the end. First of all, yeah, I get to the end and I think I, I I call AJ. I'm thinking I'm about to get to the end of the game. I'm like, oh wow, cool. This is. Like, uh, you know, we got the money, we, you know, we're going to we're going to go ahead and, and live right off in the sunset. And the gang's boss is like, we're going to all move to Tahiti. And and then next thing I know, I'm on an island fighting Cubans. And I'm like, how the fuck did we go from the Wild West to fighting Cubans? Anyway, we get through that part and I get to the end of the game and I finally get like to the, the final chapter. And um, I literally have TB. I literally had tuberculosis. So. I was actually thinking that eventually I will cure this disease. There's no way you're going to spend all this time on a video game and they're going to kill you off. <laughs> you don't even have any say so in the game. Yeah. You know? yeah well, they kill you off a disease that now has a vaccine. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, anyway, I die and then they have an epilogue and you kind of take over the role of someone who was in your gang who you helped out. And I'm to the very end and it's actually going to have a nice, great, ending like he's gonna have a nice happy ending this guy's gonna get a ranch he's gonna have a family and the whole nine and the game locks up i'm like what the hell you know i'm like i'm, I'm almost done yeah and so i'm like well let me just pause it and let it kind of catch up or whatever so i just you know i'll just turn it off and turn it back on so i turn it back on and now mind you I've, as i've been playing this game i've never saved ever, anything i've never hit save <laughs> <laughs> that's not auto save. that's rule number one well one. here's that's the just... thing i turned auto save off 
like weeks and weeks ago because he wants I to found cheat. this cheat. Yeah, <laughs> he wants to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> that you can get like extra money and stuff. I was like, oh, so I had, but I never turned it back on. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> and PlayStation is great because what it ha- what PlayStation does is if you pause your game or you think you like turn the game off or something, yeah, rest it just mode. picks back up where you left off. It yeah, it kind of like you know just a rest that. mode. Yeah, yeah, like a rest, rest mode. mode. Yeah. So when I hit the reset button for the game, I'm thinking it's gonna pick back up where I left off, and this shit takes me back to because it gives you a percentage of how far you are in the game. So I'm mm-hmm. not mind you, I'm at like ninety nine point four percent. Completion. Right? Yeah. So I turn the game back on and it says, I'm like in, in this town. I'm like, wait a minute, I've, I've been here before. Like, and why am I the old character who died of tuberculosis? Yeah. And I'm looking, I hit the say, I hit this, this pause button and it says, you are now 43.7% completion of the game. I'm Gosh, like, dang. What the fuck happened? They really were sorry. You know, I, oh know that, I don't feel sorry for you. <laughs> he did warn me. I'm not like he did warn he did, me. Like, I, t- I you told don't you need the money. You're right. I told I you. Like, this cheat. I died like nine thousand dollars. Yeah. If you're gonna do this cheat, if you're gonna do this cheat, you at least have to have like every now and then just have a manual save just in case. Bro, I'm not gonna lie to you. The reason I don't feel bad for him because I thought you were gonna say it is because all the times we had PS2 and we didn't have an extra memory card, so we just had to like play the game all in one night. Yeah, that's just we your could, fault. We had to leave the game on. You want to talk about? You want to talk about generational differences? He's so used to arcade machines, like saving, <laughs> saving. <laughs> you can save. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I did. I was like, I couldn't. You always like, Dad, we need to get that memory card. I'm like for what? Yeah, I just spent two hundred dollars on the damn PlayStation. I said, oh, we need to save our game. Nah, you're good. Yeah, it's so a we video to, game. Just go ahead and keep playing. And so we stayed up to like five a.m. to finish the whole game. It was like, all right. Now I know how the finish is. I don't really care. Like that's the struggle right there, where your parents is too cheap to buy a damn memory card, <laughs> but they're more they're cool with leaving the electricity on. Like we used, we used to do, we used to leave the P. Like we're tired. All right, leave it on, but turn off the TV. Yeah. Then like we wake up, and uh, dad will walk in, and see it's on, turn off the PlayStation. Like, and no, leave. no. <laughs> I start all over again, running up my light bill. <laughs> So anyway, back to what we we're saying. Um, yeah, dude, good luck on your um, your non NASCAR career. Well, this kind of plays in once again. What see, I was talking yeah, see about at Lowe's. What I was talking about the video game. <laughs> Cutting my two the, by fours. The video games and stuff like that. How they're coming with the Black Lives Matter stuff. It's like what Pete Carroll just said. I don't know if you saw his dad, but Pete Carroll says he regrets signing Colin Kaepernick, which is like that's like a white person saying like I regret not watching March with MLK. It's like all right, well. Okay. okay, cool. Cool. Um, <laughs> like, and oh, easy to say now. Yeah, easy to like, really say now. Like, you're saying, it's like, I wish I served. I'm like, okay, cool. Anyway, it, and this is, I want to see you guys' opinion on this because I, I feel a little indifferent, especially with a lot of white, a lot more white players now coming out. Like, hey, I'm going to kneel with my teammates, this and that, this and that. I'm like, mm-hmm. look, I mean, I'm happy you're doing it now, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like, why, why not in 2016 when Colin was doing this? Yeah. Like, why does it take, so like the that, that tells me like so the only reason you really even want to do this is because this public is on your side now majority of the public's on your side now oh it's cool to do now exactly so it's kind of like why the what and that's what's so frustrating about it because it's kind of like no nah. like we've been hey man he brought an actual problem that's been going on he can even kind of predict it's gonna blow up in our face it, you know, guys, and a good solution and okay, a very so good solution to do it and he's like mm, i don't know kneeling though it's even to be fair like if the okay so the only person i can think of at the moment who kneeled with cap and it's still in the league now is Eric Reed. And it does us no good at all for Eric Reed to come out like, oh, so now y'all niggas want to do this? Like, it does us no good for him to come out and be like, bitter no, and they, no, but I, so. I feel it's pain. It's frustrating, man. Like, come on, please. Yeah, but this, isn't the, like, this, is a, this isn't the time to, or place to like get mad about like, y'all didn't say what we did. Like, well, yes, y'all it is. Yeah, it, it, I, think it's per- I think it's the perfect, perfect time. time. This it, is how you call the shit out is you call the racism out right as in its face because I think that the whole, the whole gambit of issues that we've had with this whole, um, 
I keep wanting to say George Stone. George, <laughs> George Floyd. George Stone. <laughs> Why would I call this man George, George Stone? Why do I want to call him George nah, Stone? That so sounds bad? like that sounds like a fair general. God damn. But the whole issue we've had with this George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Sandra Bland, Eric Garner, it's that black people have been telling the the masses this is a problem. Yeah. It's a problem. And no one wanted to believe us. And, and Kaepernick said it and on the biggest stage of, of, of them all. Cost we have a problem with police brutality and how police treat black people. Uh-huh. And even the NFL was like, come on, nigger. Uh, no, it's the I, flag, I, God damn it! We don't hear about that shit right now. You know, okay. I, I see your message, but I don't like the way you're protesting. <laughs> I, I agree. No, I agree. I it's, hear you, but the flag, man. Hear, I'm just not listening. <laughs> it's the flag. I I agree. It's just the yeah, fact no. that like um like Eric Reed, like if Eric Reed does come out and was like, also oh, y'all didn't want to say like it doesn't look. We're we're really a lot of us are really pretty united at the moment right now against the one issue. So if Eric Reed does, does come out, Eric Reed does come out and say like. Well, y'all weren't saying with me then. Like all the narratives just gonna change. Is like what? Like no, no it's not no, gonna change. change. I think what happens is is that people, the same sentiment you just have is basically we don't want to make Pete Carroll feel any worse than what he already feels. And I think that's the problem is you got to make white people feel, feel really bad. really bad. Yeah, use that white guilt like, you, against you them. Make that make that make that shit burn. It yeah. should burn. Baby. Okay, no, I, no <laughs> I, I agree with that for sure. It's just saying that like when if Airy comes out and says y'all weren't kneeling with me when I was kneeling with me, there was a shitload of uh, black NFL players who weren't kneeling with him. When uh, so you're calling them out as well. You're not calling out. Yes, entire, we're calling them all out. Yeah, you know I'm saying, but it does us no good if you call everyone out at the moment right now. Like, also, literally, uh, that's what's well, called like, guilt. It's called guilt, Joseph. Then like, you, no, you go up to. Eric Reed, and you ask him, okay, like we uh, we acknowledge that we did not we didn't kneel with you then, which NFL pretty much did without actually directly mentioning Colin Kaepernick. So that, like you go up to him, and like Eric, what do you want us to do now? Like we're kneeling with you now. We're sorry we didn't listen to you before. So what do you want us to do now? Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think do if, if that if that came, I don't think the response of Eric Reed would be like, well, thanks. Yeah, but you should have been kneeling with my ass six months ago. That's what I'm saying. That's, no, sounds, that's yeah, you're right. That that shouldn't be the response. But I think what Pete Carroll was saying, like the way he framed everything, is For like sure. basically. Like, you know what, Cap has been trying to tell us this and I wish I would have listened, you know, I wish I would have kind of been more down with Cap back then. And I, I gave him, and he even kind of threw that little, I gave him a tryout. No, really? You, you yeah. really gave him a tryout? No, yeah. Or did you kind of give him like a fake ass tryout just to say that you, you know, you kind of, you know, you progressive. Yeah. And I think my thing is, is like, I think every, at least every, every team, um, Roger Goodell for, for, for sure, the NFL as a whole, they should be held accountable for that shit. Like, yo dog, he's yeah. been trying to tell y'all this shit for, for fucking you know, weeks and or years for months. He he tried to tell you guys this stuff for sure. And y'all blackballed him for years. Agreed. So, uh, yeah. and Goodell can't. You can't all of a sudden Goodell release a statement that says, you know, now we're in tune with what's going on, police brutality and, and Black Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter and the whole nine. Now, like, all right, thanks a lot. I appreciate that. But here's <laughs> the thing: what are you gonna do the next time something someone says, "Hey, this is a problem"? Are you gonna stand behind us then, or mm-hmm. are you gonna look behind your sponsors and say, "Hey, that's not that's not gonna really be good for our sponsors"? For sure. So yeah. I think that's the, the the whole issue that I had it's, with with that Pete Carroll thing is like he sounds just like every every other white person who stood by letting things get bit by dogs and get shot with yeah, like, fire hoses. Okay, yeah, I agree. With that. Here's my thing too, man. I, I've seen even white players come out and say like, like even not white players, white people come out and say like, oh man, I didn't, I didn't know. I'm like, well, it ain't the like. First of all, not only are we telling you, like well, you can, it's not hard to look up these. Look, look, like you hear up these stories and you know, his predictions. Like, what I think Ryan Taylor Tan- is something like that. It's like, well, if I had the knowledge I had back in 2016, I would have been with him. It's like, well, you didn't have the knowledge because you didn't bother to look. It bothered to look. So, I, <laughs> so yeah, like, like that's the whole point of his, 
that's the funny part about this especially white people it's like how can i i, I didn't know like how can i find out more it's like like nigga, we've been we've been telling you for yeah. motherfucking hundreds of years this shit's going on i'm on i'm on the boat for sure keep keeping the keeping the foot on their on their necks about the shit like you guys are acting like uh this this is a new issue it's not a new issue i brought it up to you back then but then the nfl released a statement like saying like we definitely uh like look past the issue when it actually happened in 2016 and like so I just thought you guys were making the argument of like Eric Reed should be out there fighting uh, a mad at these niggas for kneeling now. No, no, I'm not making that. I hope that I think sometimes though them in the NFL or like somebody like Roger Goodell of the NFL or teams in the NFL acknowledging Black Lives Matter and acknowledging that, it, that there was a problem. Mm-hmm. I think what it sometimes it does is it absolves them of any future responsibility to, towards the problem. And I think yeah. what happens is is that when the season gets going and we're in, you know, we're in week seven, right? And some player speaks on it, you know, the NFL is going to have this cheesy ass statement like, well, we kind of already spoke on that. And yeah, we with you. Uh, yeah, keep playing, nigga. Yeah, no. And I think that's the thing I, I'm, I'm afraid of is that people are going to say, like, it, it gets to a point where it becomes white people start to say, you're still on this? You're still on this problem that you guys have? Like, we already said we're sorry. We already addressed it. Like, Season starts move next on. Week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, 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 and then all those other arguments that they've always been trying to use against us. Um, you know, well, what about black-on-black crime? And what are you guys going to do about your communities? And how you, you know, you guys want, we don't want to find solutions. And we can't solve anything until you guys get, you know, get your niggers in line. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you like, come on, man, like, this is a this is a systemic issue, and I've even heard pundits this week saying that there's no such thing as systemic racism. And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, it used to be some white dude saying that, by the way. <laughs> some white yeah. dude saying like, "What's racism white look like?" I don't think he would know, but yeah. Like, so it's it's crazy that that and it's that not even and it's not even racism against like black people itself. It's like not only black people, Hispanics, Latinos, all Native Americans, all of them. And, yeah, and I, like the black on black thing is just a, such a dumb argument it's like which is basically says like we can't get shit done until you guys stop killing each other like make it seem like there isn't yeah. like there isn't organization like there isn't organizations in communities trying to prevent that like with moms against violence and doctors and shit like that like free clinics like that's like yeah well I, the whole point of you know and the thing is too if you think per capita there are just as many white on white crime quote unquote than black on black crime quote unquote and i don't know man it's just like if you took a thousand people, I saw a funny little stat too, where it's like, we're what black people make up like thirteen or fourteen percent of the population, right? Yeah. So less than a quarter of the population. Yet if you take a thousand random Americans and uh and they're killed by police, it should be like I think only like a hundred something of them should be black. Yeah. But as, in reality, it's like three hundred of them. So it's like how are we double our so we're, how how many black people are supposed to be dead from police <laughs> per capita? How can we double that? Like why? Well, the, well, here's the thing. I even saw it this week when when uh, Rashad Brooks got shot, and I actually saw people. I actually heard on the news, and I saw people. Uh, I know Twitter is not a great source, but I saw people on Twitter, and I saw people on the news actually saying that well, he was resisting. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding yeah, me? Yeah. Like we just. Had this conversation last week, white person. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Bill, so, wait, come on, <laughs> Richard. We had this conversation already. And, and, and so it's almost. And I, they were people asking like, "Well, you know, you, you, you really just shouldn't resist." 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, Jesus and, and, and this, Christ. And that's the point too. It's like, why can we're using his definition of being resist? Like you, like that's the whole point. It's like uh, one reason, one thing we're kind of pulling for is the accountability for police officers. Kind of like whatever the police officer says, kind of like, he must be right then. I'm like, well, no, in no way in, in the world. Let's say, if you, okay, I saw the, there's a um, video somebody took of the, uh, what's the guy's name again? Rashad Brooks. Rashad Brooks uh, murdered in Atlanta. And the video kind of starts with them tussling on the ground. And the cops try to tase him, right? So yeah. he takes one of the cops' tasers, runs away. And you can see the other cop with like taser out and like mm-hmm. the strings are already attached. So he's mm-hmm. like, clearly still has a taser in him. So he take whatever. And he's running away and they, they cops shoot the guy. I'm thinking in my head, like, okay, first of all, in no way in that situation he, he should be dead. Even the motherfucker did, even if Mr. Brooks had, did have a taser on him. Like the way you said, Mr. Brooks. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Mr. Brooks. <laughs> if he had a taser on him. <laughs> Like in what way it was drunk, by the way. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. CPN, and, and didn't have a good night. Go two, I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get to that though. But like the like he had a tape, let's say he did have one of the cops taser on him. Is that really require him being shot dead? Like is, is the cop just like, I might die from this taser? I'm like, aren't you supposed to get tased to get a taser anyway? Aren't you, shouldn't you be the first person to be like, I I'm I I, I li- this is literally a situation I trained for. <laughs> like, I literally trained for a situation to get tased. I'm I'm cool with that. And to your point about him being drunk over this. There, the body cam footage I think was released. I haven't watched it yet, but yeah, I, I read an it. article about it um, talking about like, yeah, at first he was real tr- cracking jokes, real polite with the police. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if that's how it started and this is how it ended, it kind of tells you like, I don't think it's Mr. Brooks is like, he's the reason he's dead. Like, I, I think it's because <laughs> no, this motherfucker I, I got shot. Like, they actually, there was actually a clip in the, in the body cam video where they asked him, how much money you got? I was like, what the fuck does that got to do with this, <laughs> this infraction that I'm going on? Anyway, yeah, I saw them. And, and they actually patted him down. So they knew he didn't have a weapon on him. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming they must think niggas must magically make weapons like, appear. Like, like, I feel like, I, <laughs> as a, they run away. This is, and this is yeah. even scary. I missed that. Because I, I guarantee you, everyone in this room has like, you know, they're driving somewhere late night. And like, all right, let me stop somewhere. Just sleep because I'm tired, right? And then you get waking up with a flashlight knocking on your window. Like, first of all. I'm not gonna lie, I was a little high, but <laughs> I, I was I was in a I was like I'm really high right now, so I can't drive. So I'm like I'm gonna park in this park and sleep sleep it off a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I sleep. I wake up to a cop knocking on my window, and first thing I do, I'm freaking out because I see a I just hear a noise and I have a light in my eyes. So first thing I do is open my door. Seatbelt still on. I'm yeah. like I'm like yeah. I'm like <laughs> what is what, buddy? I was like, well, what, what's going on? It's like it's like hey, you, you know the park's closed, right? It's like oh sorry, like I was just on my way home. I just want to take a nap real quick. But just looking me down. I know he's still with the wheel on me too. I was real, man, dad, I was so scared. <laughs> I was so scared. This is what I raised. <laughs> look, okay, I was young. But anyway, it's just kind of like, think about like how. Like six months ago. Go ahead. This, <laughs> let's be, I know. It was a legal state. It was an illegal state. Though. I know. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I talked my way out of it. I, I come, you know, my white voice turned it on. Oh, I'm sorry, officer. I'm just so tired. That's why I look a little drowsy like this, yeah. whatever it is. But the, the fact that like basically. Mr. Brooks was in the same situation I was that time and it, him getting killed tells me it's like, okay, it's like, it's, it's just, it's unacceptable. I'm luckily the one of the guys got fired and the other one is on administrative leave. Quote unquote. I mean, I, the guy who didn't shoot but Hold up. See, here's the thing though. Nigga. The guy who shot him got fired and the, and the police chief okay. stepped down. Well, can we get some charges? We're waiting on that. Can We're we? waiting on that. It happened two years ago. Look, but that's what I'm saying. Why is it that when niggas get killed automatically, the justice system takes fucking forever. Like they want, they want someone to be a hold accountable. <laughs> yeah, like we got to make sure we get this right. Like, yeah, 
Nigga, y'all arrest niggas for fucking taking Tic Tacs out of a goddamn there's, store. Yeah, yeah. My favorite, <laughs> my, one of my favorite statistics, man. White people and black people would smoke weed about the same rate, but black people were ten times more likely to go to jail for marijuana charges than they would in white people, and they're still yeah. in in jail. Mike yeah. Vick, Mike Vick house got raided like on a Thursday. That nigga was walking through court on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, nigga, what the fuck was this? On Monday, in jail by Thursday, <laughs> by next Tuesday. Yeah. Like, <laughs> took the deal, was in jail by that Friday. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, it, it happened so fast. I'm like, I don't understand how this always happened. But, I mean, I don't want to get off on a tangent on that. It's, For sure. Um, we, can, look at, we can line things up a little bit, though. Um, I'm not, I'm not one to, pat, to applaud white people for doing the most basic shit. But uh, the top headline on ESPN right now is uh, Greg Popovich calling out Goodell and talking about how he handled everything terribly and said the quote is a smart man is running the NFL and he didn't understand the difference between a flag and what makes the country great all the people who fought to allow Kyle Kaepernick to have the right to kneel for justice the flag is irrelevant it's just a symbol that people gloom onto for political reasons but he added that Goodell got intimidated by Trump when he jumped on the kneeling and he folded and Goodell folded, Goodell folded. that's right I've been telling this for generations and years and years and years. I have not met I know dad was both my parents were in the military. I know a lot of veterans. Not met one one that was like I fought for my flag. I'm disrespect. I feel disrespect. They kneeled during the anthem. Exactly. And that meant one. The only people, the more people who weren't veterans said like I'm more they exactly. were fighting for the veterans this night. The, the only reason he was kneeling was because a veteran told him it's respectful. It's more respectful when our comrades die. We kneel. Like that's what we do. That's the only. That's why he at first he was sitting down, which I think is more respect, more disrespectful. I mean, I'm be honest. I sat down and pledged allegiance a few times, but <laughs> like, it's more, that sitting down on a bench is more disrespectful than him kneeling. He he's kneeling because literally a Navy SEAL told him, "Hey, this is more respectful. This is what we do. When we're fallen comrades. This is how we. This is what we do. We kneel during you know when we're praying. Whatever it is, we take one knee down. I'm like that's that, and and that's why I think most veterans understood. Like, but here's the thing: we all veterans know that the country is fucked up and we but here's the thing we fight and you serve i'm gonna say fight but you serve in your military so people can have the right to do what the fuck they want and some countries you would have been murdered or killed you know for disrespecting the flag or not standing for the anthem or something to that that effect but this is the reason why we you know you you fight for everybody you fight for everyone's rights so i didn't i've never felt disrespected or I never felt disrespected. I never felt disrespected when people don't stand at a ball game. Um, and, and here's the other thing. How many sporting events have we been to where the national anthem is playing and white people are just sitting there eating their popcorn, eating the hot dogs, playing with their kids, not taking their hats off. I, I don't get offended by that. I just say, well, that's just them. They don't want to do it. That's fine. But it's not like all of a sudden, Everyone in the, it, was, it was they made it seem as though by Colin Kaepernick kneeling, he was the only one in the stadium disrespecting disrespecting the flag. Yeah, it's just the fact that uh, <laughs> and plus time on top of that, they the dude who told him to, to kneel said that kneeling's uh, respectful because <laughs> yes. it represents our fallen soldiers. That, that was so like, totally totally like mm-hmm. glossed over, and it was it was all about that. But it was it was a hot topic, and it was something that. You know, politi- it, they politicized it and they made it a political you know well, talking I, point. I see. Uh, it came a lot bigger and, and the point part is man we can end this on this we get the lighter note but the I want to see motherfuckers say especially around that time was going on it's like if you don't like it just leave it's like look I got no problem with the mountains got no problem with the weather got no problem with the traffic I got a problem with you motherfuckers 
like basically this man's kneeling for a just cause, but instead of actually listening to his message, you're listening to how he's protesting, which is the dumbest thing ever. I don't like the way you, you protest. The whole point of protesting is to make you feel uncomfortable so you can address my problems. That's the whole point of it. And and then not only that, like you saying, oh, he's disrespecting the fallen soldiers, dead soldiers, whatever it is. What about the black soldiers that have to deal with things when they come back home? Like, I don't know, man. When they come back home, it's they deal with the, the, you fight for the you fight for. Let's say they are fighting for that right for that flag for you to do whatever you want. You come back home, and motherfucking starts profiling them, and he gets killed. Like that's what I'm saying. They acting like motherfuckers who came back from Vietnam War wouldn't get called baby killers. And like, where where was the where was the where were the fucking like let's let's ban those folks and let's go ahead and prosecute those people and where were the the where were the, the sons of bitches being called for those people like there was no way that it, it, it happens man people are you know the, the military is not the flag thing is I don't even want to discuss that because it's it was never about the flag and I think when the more credence that we give to the flag stuff the more credence that we make it seem like that was the reason why he was doing this. And it wasn't. That's, that's, that's my thing. With, like, anytime we talk, argue about something with someone, like the more you do a devil's advocate and rebuttal type thing, mm-hmm. the more you're giving more attention to that side. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Like, there's, there's literally a, and you talk about black veterans, man, there's in Vietnam, there's a black dude came back with Vietnam, still in uniform, got killed by police. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I yeah, know, man, it's just, yeah, it's just like, it, well, I mean, none of that, but last thing, man, just white people make me so damn frustrated, which is like the, the way, they kind of just like make everything we do think like you shouldn't be doing this because it makes me feel uncomfortable. Like, I don't give a Not fuck. Not all white people, but some white people. Yeah, yeah, all right, you're right. Uh, Pete Carroll announced that a team called and asked about Con Gabbard's workout um, and to see because it might actually be a religious opportunity for him to get back in the league. And then Con Gabbard also reported the same thing that it actually might be a real thing. So here's the thing. I, I, I don't think he'd be doing, if he is a fair chance, I don't think he'd be in a fair chance at that point. <laughs> here's the thing. I this is going to sound horrible. Mm-hmm. I really don't want him to play. Yeah, do I? Yeah, because I don't want him to suck. Just in case, I'm, this nah. is so selfish of me. I don't want him to be sorry, and then everybody say, "Look, nigga, crack got caused all this commotion, and he's sorry. He's still sorry." Now, see, my <laughs> thing is, it's uh, he's. Uh, I know the coach came out and said it in the first place. I think it was a Ravens coach. It might have been John mm-hmm. Harbaugh when he came out and said that with the coronavirus stuff going on, like you want to have a third string quarterback anyway. So there's no way you could tell me like. Once you get to this level, like he's not, he can't even be a third string quarterback. Yeah. Well, so far, I, I so. guess my point though, if he get, gets a job, is, is it really because of his ability or because like, hey guy, but then Kevin Clark talking about this on um, NFL Ringer show where he says like, what, what if like him, him joining the league actually does prove the fact that like you guys were including against me not getting in the league. That's so bull- to me that's bullshit. Cause it's like, uh, if you, if you're, if everyone's mind, if someone's mindset goes into it is like, um, well, if you guys are giving him a job now, it's only because you guys just want to give him an opportunity. Like, no, because like we give him a job now because we legitimately think he's a third string or something like that, whatever string you think he is. So either way, like they, they can't win if you sign him or if you don't sign him. Like, yeah, because it turns into like, well, okay, what changed in these four yes. years? I've been gone. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> I go from a second string quarterback to a third string all of a sudden. Like, yeah. So if you sign him now, I think it's a, a legitimate means like you actually legitimately think he can be he can make the roster and contribute to the team. There's no like that's the only answer if you sign him now. So that's what I'm saying. Well, I hope he gets back, just like my man Reggie Bush. Yeah, it took a lot, took a while, but um, Reggie Bush's ten year USC ban ends, and uh, he went on Colin Cowherd had an interview with him, and he announced that uh, he didn't announce. I guess their interview. He's getting interviewed by Colin Cowherd, and he Cowherd asked him, "Do you want your Heisman back?" He was like, "Well, I'd be lying to say I don't want it back, <laughs> but I just feel like it never should have been taken in the first place." That's pretty much the same thing. I agree. He said. But, um, well, welcome back, Reggie. Um, and I think that this is going to help USC kind of start their 
and I'm just speaking as a fan here, their rise back to the top. Uh, <laughs> I do. Hey, you see that recruiting class they got this year? Terrible. Real, real nice. Real, real nice recruiting down, class. I don't think from USC's. Yeah, yeah USC had two top. They had two like top ten players. I don't know what you're talking about. That the, the two. I think they only had of the top like thirty players in California. They no, had, like, not one. the one coming in. Not the ones they got now. I'm talking about the ones come the 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 new recruits they just they just signed. They just signed the people that just graduated 2020. Yeah, in the pandemic. Okay. Yeah, those see. kids. Oh, I'm gonna look this up. I'm gonna look this yeah, up. Look it up. <laughs> okay, I was gonna ask you about. I was gonna ask you about that. How much do you think that uh, Reggie Bush's like band that his band's over? How much do you think that that's gonna help the recruiting process of getting new people there? Because uh, before they couldn't show any footage, can't talk about Reggie Bush at all, recruiting meetings at all, and now he's back. I'm sure he's, he talked about he's more than more than willing to help the organization um, recruit and stuff like that. How do you think? I think help? with him being on TV every Saturday, um, yeah. it's definitely gonna help. Because I, I, I honestly, I feel like Desmond Howard. Help Michigan out tremendously for sure by keeping them relevant. And, you know, talking about them every Saturday. Charles Woodson. Um, Charles Woodson does the same thing. He talks about the heritage and then, you know the brotherhood of, of. And I think Reggie Bush can probably do the same exact thing by representing USC every every Saturday. Um. Uh, I feel. I think we had this topic maybe a few a few podcasts ago about you know programs that that should be doing a lot better than what they. You know, they should always have the top recruits. Yeah. And USC is one of those, especially in football. They should always no. there's no Southern California talent that should leave uh, Southern California without, you know, see taking a look at USC. I think they have less of a reason now, more only because of all the things going on with L.A. now. Like the reason USC was popping back then is like Lakers were kind of not in a slump. Mm-hmm. Uh, no NFL team, and now you guys kind of got everything. Every other reason for you to not look at USC. So, like, I think there's more of a reason to be bad now. More reason to not go to USC now. Really? Why? Because, like, Pac-12 wise, why would I want to go to USC? People, you, the before the reason would be I want to go to USC because I want to be in Hollywood. I want to be. I want to be the team of LA. I want everyone to know Still, me that, because I go to that, USC. That hasn't changed. But if you go to if you go to the club as a USC player in 2006, like niggas are like, oh, you were a USC player. If you go to the club as a USC player now. Kawhi's gonna be there. LeBron's gonna be there. JaVale McGee's gonna be there. Nah, uh, I, I, that's that's Philip Rivers that's, when he was there. <laughs> that's because they losing. That's yeah. because they losing. But if you are the number one recruit out of high school and you mm-hmm. decide to go ahead and, and choose USC, and you're a running back or a quarterback or you know a wide receiver or a bomb ass linebacker or a defensive end, and you guys are ranked top five mm-hmm. and y'all are being discussed every week. You gonna be getting the same love that Reggie Bush and them got when they were in when they were in LA. Well, yeah. Dad, I'm looking at the recruiting class here. Um, first of the top recruits in California, um, USC has one. Arizona State has three. Okay. Um, is that the, this year or is that the graduating? This team? is the class of 2020. Okay, I'm about to say this Pac-12 rank right now. USC 2020, they're they're ranked 10 in Pac-12 for recruiting class, but next year for 2021, they're ranked number one. There we go. So you probably think of. I, I, I read something. You probably. I read something that they were they, they had a really great recruiting class. Yeah. So the uh, class of twenty twenty one for next year, the people who graduate next year, you guys are having good recruiting class. Then why would you not want to go to USC? All the white girls. That's why. <laughs> that's why you think compared to Washington, or Oregon. Or that, that, that's the thing. That's the thing. White though, girls on BMWs. That's the thing, Dad. Blonde that, hairs. That's what makes this, that's what makes them <laughs> USC so frustrating. It's kind of like why wouldn't you want to go to USC and like. I bet like a lot of kids, especially in Southern California, are like, yeah, you know, USC sounds a great idea. Then they talk to somebody from USC and like, you know what? <laughs> this isn't the best idea for me. You know and, what I'm saying? And not even that. Also, the uh, like, think of the team, the the other organizations or programs in the Pac-12 
like academically, like if I have a chance to go to USC or Stanford, which one are you go to right now? Probably going to go to Stanford. If you have a chance to go to USC or Cal for like education wise, I'm probably going to go to Cal. You go to USC, USC or Arizona State. Yeah. Coach Herm? <laughs> Boom. We talk about white girls. Let's go to <laughs> go Tempe. Shit. USC, Oregon. Like I'm going to get that gear. Like I don't know what, what they only have the what do they have now that kind of puts them over the top before they used to have the the aura of the USC football. And now it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one thing that set them apart was the Matt Lyons and Reggie Bushes. And to be fair too, they had the coach. Pete Carroll was a goddamn good recruiter. And also we had, they had Snoop Dogg on the sideline. They got other Snoop niggas. Dogg, yeah, so it helps. I mean, if you can get. They just, but that's the thing. They're going to still have all of that. They're still going to have Snoop recruiting. They're still going to have Snoop on the sidelines. They're still going to have Marcus Allen. They're still going to have all the, they're going to have Reggie Bush now, Keyshawn Johnson's. They're still going to have all of those famous faces still on the sideline. Uh, all those stars who graduated from USC film but, school. But what's to say those stars aren't going to go to a Laker game or go to a, a, a NFL game? Where I don't know who's the, the Rams game. They got LeBron that can recruit for them now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, first step for uh, yeah. USC dad. <laughs> first step in doing that, Dad, you need a coach to be like, "Hey, LeBron, can you get this guy to USC for us?" And what like what's stopping him from just going like, "I'm from Ohio, dude." Like, <laughs> he's going to shoot, baby. Yeah, that's what's, that's what's exactly. So, I don't know, man. I, I see your point, but. I, I I would hope I would hope that Reggie Bush walk into your living room it'll be a little get a call from Reggie Bush be a little more incentive but it also makes me think like what what about these quarterbacks like when Matt Leiner calls you that's a Heisman winner or Carson Palmer calls you that's a Heisman winner yeah, like, mm. to be fair with you with Reggie Bush being my favorite player football player of all time like absolutely like if he called me I, I guarantee I'd go to that college immediately so that's that's no doubt but the fact that like He's in the recruiting process. I think it's kind of funny how like it's like that they think they're going to excel a lot more because he's in the recruiting process when they had like Matt Liner and stuff. I'm sure that nigga wasn't helping. Like, I don't know who else you guys have had in the past. Mar- you guys have Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen said he helped get Reggie Bush there in the first place. But like, you guys don't have much ammunition, alumni ammunition. You guys could have got OJ. They got OJ over here. He's like, hey, come to USC. That would have been yeah, good I mean, team right I, there. You know. Hello, Twitter world. <laughs> We're trying to recruit the number one quarterback in the nation. <laughs> Look, I'm like, take a stab at it. I don't know, Here man. We go I, have, so. <laughs> take a stab at it. I think, you know, and I, I isn't Reggie Bush. I might have he might have grown past this, but I think a few years ago I did hear him on the Aaron Foster podcast talking about it, where he just feel, he did feel kind of slighted that they didn't really fight for him. USC, at least. yeah, because uh, immediately when the case showed up, that's exactly when Pete Carroll left, and like no one else was kind of on the side. To fight so for like him. the the only person to blame it on would be him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like, so it's kind of like oh shit, like I, I would be, I'd feel a little insulted if like you know motherfuckers are like, all right, we're we're a cat for the coach, but we're like instead of fighting against the ban for Reggie Bush, we're kind of like all right, cool, like you know we'll we'll take that and here's a fine. I'm shit, like that's right. the only L the nigga ever had in his life because this nigga was top recruit. Data Kardashian was a good like student, I guess. Yes. Data Kardashian, the face of LA for a long period of time. My thing when, is, you're trying to tell me that a recruit comes from oh fucking God. Michigan or Detroit or fucking Pennsylvania or Florida or fucking Alabama uh-huh. to LA and you get to hang out with Reggie Bush for a fucking weekend? Yeah, but I think is why is like you could have handed it with Matt, like as my liner isn't notable enough for you guys. Mark Sanchez isn't notable enough for you guys. Marcus Allen, like, is he the one driving factor y'all needed? Like no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it, I think it, it kind of re, it rejuvenates your recruiting process mm-hmm. when, you know, you could probably tell like somebody like Reggie Bush, like, hey, listen, like 
We're trying to get this kid. And Reggie Bush gets him. He's like, hey, man, listen, I'm going to be on TV every Sunday, Saturday. Yeah. And I'll mention your name. You know, I'm, I'm going to take you. I'm going to hook you. I'm going to let you meet some of these Kardashian cousins. That's facts. And <laughs> I don't think he has the ties <laughs> like that no more. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm going to make sure we go to LeBron house and play some hoops. No, I don't think you he know, has. <laughs> Reach it down. I get that, you. What's, um, what's going to be more interesting to me is if, um, I know Barney has a long way to go, but if he doesn't go to USC, I feel like people are a little slight at that point. Cause it's kind of like, even with, you know, Kobe's daughter, I may mean, rest in peace is, I think it would have been weird if they didn't go to like USC or UCLA, you know what I mean? Yeah, she, she was going to UConn. It was either UConn or USC. Like you got, you got two choices. <laughs> no, nah, basketball, nah, he shouldn't, I don't I hope Brian don't go to USC. I don't like USC basketball, but. For real? Nah. Oh, yeah, because you're UCLA. I'm a UCLA basketball, basketball fan. But. You know, y'all lost uh, Sharif, but it's all right. Fuck that. Y'all lost O'Neal's. So. <laughs> Whatever. And they lost dude to the G League. Oh, uh, Jalen oh, yeah. Green? Yeah. I remember that. No, Jalen Green. Was it Jalen Green? No, no, no it was Jalen Green. Green. It was some other kid. Some other, he's another top recruit. His name will not be said on this podcast. Moving <laughs> forward. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, um, good job, you, um, uh, Reggie Bush. You ain't getting your Heisman back. Um, he should. He'll get it. It'll be like that nigga be like seventy years old. I guess. I guess now they could put. I guess now when he's commentating, Reggie won't be able to lift that motherfucker up by the time they get down there. At least once he's old as shit. I just want to see his picture up there. I just want to be. I want to see him at the ceremony. I think it's not the hard just give him to him back. But I know NCAA won't because he broke the rules and like they got they got him to give it up. But like a lot of niggas are just saying like they wouldn't give it back in the first place. So yeah, I mean, because if they're giving it back, basically means that the NCAA has to acknowledge that. What we did was wrong, and it wasn't what you did wasn't wasn't breaking wasn't, the rules. Yeah, but it was. You know, we overreacted, and that's they're not gonna do that shit. I think it's overreaction to say SMU would be like, "Hey, what about them wins y'all took away from us?" You yeah, know, the, exactly. Yeah, that, Oklahoma and all I, people like that. I totally get the team punishment for it, but I mean, like, but like the whole point of the it wasn't the his situation was just like him hiring an agent. We wasn't supposed to be him saying. Asian saying he Reggie Bush hired him before he was no. eligible to do it. Also, they gave, they gifted him a house of a year free of rent and then ten thousand dollars to furnish the house. His okay, parents. yeah, and, and then that's Reggie Bush's fault for taking that shit. Like that's my whole point. Like why why are you punching Reggie? Uh, like, you yeah, should definitely yeah. push USC for that, but not Reggie. But like, like niggas offer me. You telling me an eighteen year old from San Diego? Here, here's, here's a new house, no rent, and ten thousand dollars furniture house for your mom and them. Like, okay, yes. sweet, I'm going to your school. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's you, guys think, you guys think you would have been able to stop if someone said, "Hey, we know." AJ and Joe are top five recruits, and uh-huh. uh, we're going to offer you a uh, twenty grand and re- refresh your house. Dad, no one will ever know. And then you got to walk in, Dad. You can't take it. You, you may mess up my eligibility. Hmm. You know, yeah, here's my thing, though. I'd be like, "Well, Arizona State's offering me." <laughs> Three hundred thousand. You, you can't. Can't. Just, you just take responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. About, by the time they find out, you'll be long gone in NFL anyway. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's my thing. <laughs> Look, you basically, basically, you, the the con is like, all right, Dad, you're banned from games for three years. Okay, yeah. <laughs> NFL games. I ain't going anyway. That's what yeah. that's what, that's what Howard was on. Uh, he was on some show, ESPN, and he was talking about like, yeah, I don't know why he gave it back in the first place. Like, they would have pried that from my dead body to yeah, get that in the first place. I and mean, I'd have been like, hey, LJ, where'd you hide George? <laughs> Cause I'm about to, I need to, you need to put mine in the same shorts so you got yours in. It's, it's over there in the trash can with the gloves. Like, oh, all right, the, never mind. With the gloves. I guess that's my whole point though. I, I guess I get the point of the punishment. You ever heard of you storage? It's on the corner of exposition. Yeah. I, I totally get, I totally get the meaning the punch, whatever it was, but I just feel like the, like punishing a player for his achievements is just so dumb. 
because it's kind of like not like achievements, this, not achievements. You mean you mean well, well taking away this reward is I think it just doesn't make sense to me because it's kind of like because you got this house, you rush for this many yards, this many touchdowns. Like, no, we were good. under the impression you were above board. I know. <laughs> so if yeah. you, you're telling me if you didn't go this to accept this rule, you wouldn't have won the Heisman anyway. It's like so, man. If I went to Michigan, I would have won this Heisman anyway. If I had the same season, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, did you guys know. ever see? You guys ever look at that? Um, you might have to Google this, but Google Reggie Bush's Impala. And his Impala was so tight, they put it on the cover of a magazine when he was in college. And I was thinking there right there, I'm like, this nigga cheating. Like, SC's cheating. And they, they know damn well they cheating. Now, see, my thing is, he did, like, there's no way you, you, dated, you dated Kim Kardashian in college. There's no way you can say, like, yeah, my girl bought this for me. I do that for everything I got. Like, there's no, <laughs> he had the life, bro. Like, there's, there's no way you can tell me that. I don't know, man. That's the only con he ever has on his resume. This nigga does have an Impala. Look, man, I'm just saying. Really? Even though that hit he took in the, in the Saints game? What? From the, the, the Philadelphia nigga? Yeah. I, I, well, I think it's because his, his ring weighed him down, Dad. I think it's the ring he had. Yeah, whatever. He's got <laughs> so. a Super Bowl ring, but like the- <laughs> He does have a Super Bowl ring. And, and that's what I'm thinking, too. Like, Dad, that's why I'd be mad at USC if I was Reggie Bush. Because I'm mean, like, look, nigga, aren't y'all supposed to be taking the fall for this shit? Like, <laughs> shit, Miami and SMU took all those falls. Like, you didn't take away they didn't take away Eric Dixon's Corvette. You know what I'm saying? Like, what did, why did I take away my Heisman for this? Aren't y'all supposed to be like, this is all us. This is our fault. Don't don't punish me. I'd, like, I'd be a little slighter for that. I'd be like, look, nigga, you, think, you make them take away everything from me. I'd have been like, Zion, like, I ain't take I ain't take shit and I ain't saying shit. Yeah. Joseph, question. What's up? Why is he your GOAT? Why is he my GOAT? Mm-hmm. Reggie Bush. Right. Why is Reggie Bush your GOAT? Um... To be fair, he he was the first running back I ever did like actually watch on TV, and then like it just so happened to be one of the greatest running backs in college football history. Yeah, I think the first game we saw him was that Fresno State game. Yeah, the Fresno State game was the first one I ever saw, and he rushed for like he had like he broke the single season not single season single game all purpose uh, yards record that game, and uh, it was just cool. Like also at the time I was a Ray Mysterio fan like in WWE, and he always wore six one nine, and Reggie Bush always rep six one nine. I thought that was cool. Uh, and then aside from like all football life altogether, uh, one championship, national championship, I think he has like two or three, I don't know. Uh, and then he goes to the saints, which I'm a saints fan because of him. And then he wins a ring there. And then he sues the NFL, gets hella money from that. And then also one of the top 10 all, all time, uh, all time, uh, highest paid running backs of all time. And he dated a Kardashian and he was the face of LA. Like. I don't think your life gets much better than that. So I think it's. <laughs> and I think for the longest time, I think up until recently, he held the Lions record for most rushing yards in the game after ever since Barry Sanders. Oh, Andy, <laughs> yeah, Andy holds the NFL record for most uh, punt returns in a single game. Most most punt return, most punt return punt yards, t- most punt return touchdowns. My bad. Oh. In a game or yeah, in, in a game? Yeah, one or two, two. <laughs> Crazy that last week. Yeah, that's a record. Crazy last week. I remember I said where he had like the most. I think rookie receptions or I think it was rookie receptions uh-huh. and he was a running back with like 70 something. Yeah. Um, rookie receptions as a running back. So he just has like a, he has a mark everywhere. So it's like the face of a, of a big town. Boom. Dated a really fine girl. Boom. Uh, championship. Boom. Heisman trophy winner. Boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Bowl ring. Boom. NFL record. Boom. Like you, and a you Fox know, analyst. Uh, sued the NFL and got money from it. Boom. Uh, $5 million house. Like what, what else do you like, really need and, with life? And he'd be having some fire content analyzing shit. Cause every time he'd be telling like, this is what I would have done. It's like, no one has the knees like you ready, but <laughs> like that video with that video, of Christian McCaffrey, like Ryan, and he's like, I would have cut back here and drove up. It's like, like niggas, come, niggas believed it. Like yeah, come back. Yeah, he could have done me to cut back six yards. <laughs> like what the hell? And the niggas are like, yeah, actually Reggie Bush got it right. He could have like, done it. So. Yeah, Reggie Bush would have done it. Like, <laughs> 
Uh, not to mention that his wife now also looks exactly like Kim Kardashian. Like she looks pretty like exact replica of Kim Kardashian, which is kind of funny to me. Yeah, look that up. Mm-hmm. He has a type. <laughs> yeah, he clearly has a type. Um, I guess if that's who you you know. That's who you uh. Who okay? That I feel like the only person you can kind of say. I, I don't know if you were raised on Marcus Allen, but I was, what what running back were you raised on then? Uh, Marcus Allen was my was my running back. I was raised on growing up. See the but the years before two thousand or years before whenever you were watching college football all kind of mushed together for me. So I didn't know if like OJ was a nah, person or like Marcus Allen was probably the first. Like the 60s. He was a part of, uh, was he? <laughs> yeah, Marcus Allen was probably damn. Man, how old I, I, I thought OJ was young. Like late sixties, early seventies. <laughs> yeah. I, I just thought OJ was young. I didn't. Think. I man, I remember OJ from like the Hertz commercials and shit. That's when I remember OJ. He was a nigga way out of there and being on the sideline with them big ass gloves on. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> the naked gun. <laughs> Nah, the uh, I mean, yeah, Marcus Allen probably was my first running back that I was like, oh, I want to be like him. But then I think Barry Sanders was probably like my whole yeah, because apparently like, he's the he's the, actually the undisputable goat for uh college football running backs for all of the yards he put up and all the shit he did. Yeah, um, OJ seventy two years old. This thing does not look seventy two. Yeah, man, black don't crack. That's what I'm saying. But I thought Marcus Allen was older than I'm him. telling you, beating that case took off like 20 years of his life. Like, <laughs> it, it, like it made him look 20 years younger. He beat that. Once it that not guilty verdict yeah, came they, in, they came like, oh, they did a bid. He did a bid in prison. And, and like, yeah. Just, I don't know. Anyway, um, no, nah, yeah. Reggie Bush is cool. I, I kind of, you know, I was a Lindell White fan. No, myself. you were not. You no were not way. a Lindell White fan. No, you, you, you were. You're a big fan. No. I just think it wasn't like over Bush, Reggie. After I think you're only saying that because after you saw that pitch in the championship game, like nigga, okay, no, no more, no, no more. more. <laughs> no, I, I just wanted Lindell to do well because Lindell looked like he came from, I mean, he came from some, he came, he came from, from poverty. Home, he came from some shit. <laughs> he had to overcome some shit. <laughs> I think he did, didn't he? Yeah, I yeah, he, he came too. from Long Beach. He's from Long Beach. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he Chatfield was, Senior High School. Yeah, and Lindell wasn't letting them damn them cornrows go. He was like, "Fuck this shit." <laughs> he actually he, he, like, he went to high school. Brands. People thought he was a better one. He went to high school in Colorado. Some, some people thought he was a people, better. Well, uh, people thought I, I, I'm really serious. I think people thought that he was a more of a pure running back than Reggie Bush was. But yeah, because it's because yeah, for sure, the size and the I, way he ran, that's the only thing, and stuff like that. And I, I guess this is also as to the goat argument, or like my favorite play of all time argument is the thing like he has a bragging right to say like, man, if I was just ten years later, and then the pit niggas would be like, oh yeah, you're right. If you was just ten years later, you probably would be dominating, like we, dominating the league. Right we now. really saw what Sean Payton really wanted to do with him. Yeah, it like a little too late. Yeah, yeah, a little too late. So like, if he was playing for the Saints now, yeah, or if he was playing for like he'd literally be Christian Coffee, but like a black. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other than that, um, yeah, good luck, Reggie Bush, getting that higher than back. You can't, can't get that back shit. Yeah, I, you know, I'd, I'd make my own. Fuck that. <laughs> I'd make my own Heisman. Let's uh, with me on the cover. Let's uh, switch gears real quick. Um, the NBA bubble idea. Have you guys heard about it? Yeah, mm-hmm. playing in Orlando. Yeah, playing in Orlando at the little campus and mm-hmm. quarantine for about three months. Um, what do you guys think of it? You guys like? You guys think it's a good idea? I mean, yeah. what else are they gonna do? Shit. Them niggas need to play. Like yeah. <laughs> them niggas need to play. Come on, Dad. <laughs> Sound like a little southerner over there. He beat he beat the he beat Red Dead, right? He needs something to do. Shit. Yeah. No, I just miss basketball, so I know I'm being selfish about the whole thing. And you know, it's a um I honestly I would I want them to play and I want them to go ahead and finish the season out, but 
I just feel like the season just won't feel the same. So I'm, I'm hoping that once this thing gets started, it'll go back to being a little bit normal and they start playing these games. It'll feel a little bit more normal. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it still won't be normal though. Like it's like you're playing in, you know, July and August. I'm like, man, it's just not going to feel right for the NBA being to be doing that. And it, it's a perfect, perfect little, um, no home court advantage, you know? Yeah, I get that. It's not ideal, but I guess for also when it comes to time frame when it's all coming down, it's a perfect little experiment for the NBA. Cause they always have been, the, there always been rumors about moving the season, mm-hmm. like out of the football season and before, or in the middle of, uh, like before, um, baseball season really picks up so it's kind of like you know we're kind of squeezing that little room over there be done by december january yeah. i mean let me excuse me start december or january and then be done before you know august it's kind of yeah. like the to be for sure as long to me as long as they don't try to do because we were even talking about it before like last week i think of like this is probably a good time to try new things i don't want them to try too many new things where it doesn't feel like the same anymore that's yeah. one other thing I mean, I'm, I'm excited for it. I want to just see how it's going. I, I can't really speak a lot about it because I don't know how it's going to look. And I just want to have, as long as it has an authentic feel, and I know that the dudes are playing hard. And, mm-hmm. You know, uh, I mean, I think it'll be exciting to see like maybe three or four games in like one day. Yeah. I think that's how they're going to do it too. See, that's as a, so, as, as a fan perspective, but put yourself as a 23-year-old basketball perspective in the NBA bubble. How do you think about that? Well, they won't be playing two games in one day themselves, but I think... No, oh, no, I know that. You mean, about, oh, you mean because they ain't going to have no groupies and shit? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. NBA bubble. Imagine you have a 23-year-old in the NBA bubble. Like, nah. I feel sorry for the whores in Orlando because they go... <laughs> they go... They're they all ran through. Mm-hmm. Like, Put on some uh, security guard. Yeah, yeah, I might get some get some preparation H for them pussies because y'all going to be... Woo. <laughs> NBA players get texting like, I think you could sneak in if you if you sneak on this security guard outfit. Yeah, I might have her from seven to nine. You might be able to get a nine thirty in. <laughs> I mean, it's, so. I'm excited for it though. I I, I, I I do miss basketball. I would like. I, I don't like the fact that there basically is no answer. You know what I'm saying? No one really knows who's gonna win. But I really do. I really need that Laker Laker championship. Yeah, that, that was my big thing too because. Uh, that that's personally a joke going around, like the running joke. <laughs> need that chip. Look, look, like, like, look. I know we got old men on the staff, but I need this Frank baby. Yeah. I, I need that seventeen. That was the, that was the NBA, uh, like the joke running around on Twitter now because uh, everyone's talking about the Kyrie. He's an NBA, NBA PA uh, mm-hmm. vice president and stuff. He's suggesting not to go back because it'll sidetrack them from all the protests and everything going on in America right now. And uh, Dwight Howard agreed with him too. And Le- uh, LeBron was like. I mean, I can do both. That's pretty much just yeah, my the, thing. And that's my whole point too. Yeah. Like they, like you telling these people who've been the forefront, especially the superstars, especially they've been the forefront of this stuff for years. Like LeBron did both. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? With the um, after yeah, the Trayvon it, Martin, it'll so. probably be even even more of a voice mm-hmm. by being able to see these cats on TV. You know, I'm sure they're gonna have Black Lives Matter shirts. Yeah, and they'll have hats like and, a, armbands, know, like armbands, that. and yeah. you know, being able to, and then being asked about it every after every game, and you know, being at or being or even being, giving shout outs to you know. The protest and or or just things like that, being able to you know go out there as a, the entire team or both teams going to the middle of half court and kneeling or mm-hmm. you know you know giving whatever it may be, you, you're definitely going to bring more attention to the to the issue. Um, I don't think like it's not like it's not like I mean the way Kyrie kind of frames it, like people are going to be like. Well, man, I would protest today, but you know, the Lakers play at seven. Uh, yeah, so see, I'm about to say that's like, <laughs> like I, when I first heard it, I was like, "All right, Kyrie just ran it again." But I'm actually like now looking into it. I, I'm actually really much on, very much on his side with this mm-hmm. whole thing. Like, when I take my Laker self out of it, like my Laker fan out of this thing, like I feel like 
a lot of people are doing like they're protesting and everything right now because they're not busy. There's nothing to do right now. And once you give someone like something to do or something to get distracted by, like they're going to not like care as much. Not going to talk about it. I, I don't know about the that. The conversation man. is really going to shift more towards NBA stuff. Right? I, don't think, I don't think many other protesters or the people fighting for this shit is going to be like, I mean, it's back. I'm going to wait to this social justice reform. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't think it's going to be like that. Like, nah, that's yeah, I, yeah, I think, and I think that kind of gives, it doesn't give a credit enough to the people who are out there on the front lines doing it every day to either because. I mean, it's not like he goes say like, man, I would march with your brother, but like I said, Lakers play at seven. Yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't make this march. I, mean, I, 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 I you don't, don't think there's a giant group of people who are, who actually have that mindset. Like, I would go downtown today and help protest, but like, I have something okay. else to distract me right All now. All right, that tells me a lot people, of people. That, are that tells me really, yeah, yeah, those people aren't there to protest. Yeah, you're, not, you're <laughs> not really down for the cause, then. Yeah, you just do something. You have to, you know. Here's my my other theory on this. I think eventually the protests are going to stop. Like eventually, people. Not, you know, not the rate they're killing these niggas. <laughs> no, they ain't stopping anytime yeah, soon. Well, they keep killing niggas. I guess they're going to keep giving us more fodder. Huh? Yeah, I know. But, <laughs> this is crazy. Not this rate. Like, shit, you want to stop, stop killing us. That's all you got to do. Uh, I could imagine some protesters out there like, you know what, man? This might be my last day. Hey, you know Rashad just got shot. What? <laughs> shit. <laughs> See you tomorrow, Jim. All right, right man. pick up my poster board. No, but <laughs> on, on that point, like what you're about to say is like, you think a lot of people were like, we're going to stop. It was going to eventually stop anyway. The reason it's eventually going to stop anyway is because like people are going to get tired of it, not think of it. And there's going to be more things to do. I think, I think this, uh, I mean, adds on, this adds on to the fact that you I would say more line that it's going to stop eventually because, you know, eventually the solutions that you are, that you are suggesting are going to have to start getting talked about. Yeah. So what's going to happen now when like, I can't see a protest going on, when they're going to have a city council meeting to talk about the things y'all want to get changed. Like, I, you know I think, I mean? so, I don't I think they can continue if, protest well, until it actually gets just, changed. And the way I think of it though, is kind of like, look, man, I'm all about, you know, tweeting about, especially on a social media range. Cause I work, so I don't have time to go protest, but the social media side is kind of like, yeah, you know, I'm talking about the Mr. Brooks dying and you know, Maude Arbery and all them dying. I'm going to keep tweeting about that shit. All wrong shit. Why people have been doing the system. But like shit, once it turns seven o'clock, like I like a change of pace every now and then. You know what I mean? See, that's a, I think that's like, the thing, right? that's the mindset, right? There. Like, I, I, hey man, I get that. I get that. But think, like I'm gonna tell you this right now, guys. Like I've been so frustrated. You know what I'm saying? Like I look for an outlook. I just don't want to sit around that's at true. home. I just want to sit around at home, just being frustrated all yeah. day. You know what I'm saying? Like I do. I would like to watch some basketball. You be? I'm exhausted too because it's, yeah, it's, it's like exhausting. I can't watch the news all the time, and. I know it's like not letting up, no, don't let up on the fight, but I, I'm, hey, saying, hey. I'm saying protests are going to stop. I think what happens is the protests will eventually start to become like, hey, on Saturday, this is the time we meet. This is the time we're going to do this on Saturday. And this, it'll be like every Saturday yeah. type of thing or every Sunday type of thing. After the but game, we're going to meet shit, up but, here. After the game, we're going to meet up here, join the exactly. family. Or not only that, though, but look what's going on in Seattle. I mean, Seattle, like, it's about to be a damn, you know, Mad yeah. Max Beyond a Thunderdome Type city You know what yeah. I mean yeah, that's, so. that's what the nurse Wants you to think But they, I've seen the tweets Out there in the pictures Man they just chilling <laughs> Well they did take over A police station Yeah And, and look at that the shit, And that shit is thriving Motherfuckers <laughs> vibing out They just chilling out Like you know what I'm saying they, they, Motherfuckers they Eat See, people Nah <laughs> But nah it's, I mean I don't know I mean Kyrie Here's the thing He's not wrong I, That's what I'm saying I don't, think he's, he said. I don't think he's wrong at all and, and, But I don't think The players are wrong Either for For wanting to play so I think I think the purpose or the call could be served both ways, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the other thing: I think it would be different if the NBA was taking the stance that the NFL took back when they were when Colin was was protesting. Yeah, they're actively against it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. It, would, it would be different if they were doing it that way, or the or the NFL was just or the NBA was just if they were just ignoring it. 
Mm-hmm. NBA is 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 is, is, is at the yeah. forefront of this whole so this whole matter. But they, so, like they 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 do understand that like we are with your players and they, and which in turn lets the they let their players you know protest and mm-hmm. whatever they need to do and talk whatever they need to say. But at the same time, they're also like, look, nigga, we need some. I know y'all want to make some money, and so do I. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, do what y'all want to do. But we also do. I would like to play so we can you know earn some of this TV revenue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Disney, you know how much Disney's paying us to do this shit. I'm yeah. paying Disney to do this shit. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, for sure. It's just the fact that, um, like, if you give someone a task to do every day, like, and they don't want to do it, they're like, okay, like, I don't really mind it about doing this. And then, like, they're in quarantine. They have nothing else better to do. Like, I'm going to do this every day. Okay, I'm going to just do this every day. And, like, because I, I have nothing else better to do. But now you kind of give someone else something, like, to other people, what they would consider something better to do. Like, white people have something, instead of going out to protest every day, like, oh, I'm just going to sit around and watch the NBA game instead of actually protesting. Or not even just that, like, uh, Twitter feed or like social media feed, like if it's flooded with, it's usually flooded with Black Lives Matter stuff. I think it'll be flooded a lot more with sports than it will be with. Uh, yeah, okay, else and that's what we're talking about, Joseph. Where it's like if the people who have that mindset of, like, oh, now I have something else to do. I'm not going to protest anymore. I'm not going to. First of all, there are multiple ways to protest this. You don't have to be in the streets to do it. For one, yeah. And but two, I'm thinking like, and two, if if that's the way the way of thinking, they weren't really down for the cause. Then, like, trust me, man. I'll be I'll be tweeting, hey, LeBron Duck was sick. Also, the white systematic racism. Like, I'm going to be doing the same thing. <laughs> I'm saying, I can do both. Like, <laughs> I can tweet about the actual dunk could and take the, take the line of uh of uh Garrett Temple, who uh plays for the, the, the Nets, <laughs> and said that <laughs> he said uh. That the best way to fight oppression <laughs> is to earn that paycheck. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what he said. He tweeted that. Yeah. No, he actually had an article at ASP that said that he was basically saying, "Hey, the, um, you know, the best way we can fight oppression, uh, one of the best ways players can combat the systematic oppression of black people is to earn a paycheck." So, yeah. translation: This nigga was like, "Listen, there's only one good place for money." <laughs> <laughs> that's how because okay, that's Chris, right here in my pocket. That's exactly what uh, <laughs> Pat Bev was just saying. Like Hooper, say what y'all want. If King James says oh, we hooping, then we all hooping. No yeah. personal. It's just only business. I was like, I mean, I yeah. guess it, I, I do see y'all's perspective. Like y'all need a distraction. I need to like relief. I just think that the reason well, people I, are pe- the, the reason a lot of people are so actively in this protest is because there's nothing else better to do. But now you're giving them. Well, I'm saying though, but I, I guess my my question is, is and, and I hate to sound like a white person, probably, but For sure. Like, what's the end goal? Is to get legislation passed. Okay, so is a, is a, we're gonna we're gonna have we pinned some legislation? Have we had some input on how that's just gonna look? Mm-hmm. And kind of when is that supposed to happen? Yeah, you know, and if that's the end goal, and you guys want to fight until this, we're gonna keep this going until legislation until it's actually passed, passed. Yeah, you know, then then fine. But it's the NBA, man. I see where you come from, Joseph. I just, LeBron, baby. I just find oh, it. I, think, I, I just think I, just find, I see where you come from, Joseph. I think if when the NBA is back and your timeline is just filled with only NBA shit, that you're following the wrong people. At my point, well, no. it's almost like when niggas say, "Let's have a blackout," and that's like black people will not spend money all day today, and you be on Amazon, fat kid deal, fat kid deal, put some deal out there. Like, shit. <laughs> I was like, I got these these for nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, <laughs> so I do got gas. I could get gas today anyway. Like, I, I got work that day. I can't just fuck it. I got baked for lunch. <laughs> yeah, no, but you're right. I mean, I, I don't know what the solution is, and I guess I mean I am being selfish. I mean, do I have to make sacrifices too, and, and not see my Lakers play? I would do it. I mean, here's the thing: I don't care if they do it if they play or not. I really uh-huh. wouldn't. If they say they don't want to play, fine. It's really on them. They grown men. I just don't think that them playing will hinder the whole movement. Yeah. And it, I don't want that to be the narrative that because you niggas play, we didn't get we didn't get ahead. No, yeah. <laughs> That's not going down. We're, we're, like, 
I guess LeBron I want to. LeBron's been the biggest proponent of this whole movement. So sure. I, I want to add, like, I, I guess the idea of the media cycle in general, because like we're people are always looking to the next thing. Like media is especially always looking for the next thing. The reason we haven't found something like the next thing now is because there's nothing going on right now. So I think when you think we follow someone like Shams or you follow someone like Woj or you follow someone like like Drew Brees or you follow someone like any like basketball player or football player in general, the, the things they're tweeting about right now are all about this Black Lives Matter movement. But when NBA season starts, they're gonna start tweeting about like other things. Okay, then, like don't follow, then don't follow them. Like you can't. Yeah. You, you're. I see you're holding accountability for these for these news organizations for getting new news out there, which I don't blame you for. And like, okay, if if you know these when basketball starting up and all they're talking about is the basketball now with the protest now with the protest and things like that, then then shit, that's their agenda. I, I, I'm not gonna be mad if ESPN isn't are mostly talking about the new the late the Bucks net score then they are talking they about are, the protest they are ESPN yeah right? they are ESPN I'm not mad about that or same thing I doubt Fox or CNN is going to start it's going to start putting NBA scores up there now see you know but like the, the more you the more platforms you have on I think I feel like the more people actually talk to that aren't trying to listen and once again that's where the players come in because they're going to have a more, more of a but, platform as opposed to their, their tweet they can actually hear from the person and not only that person but let's say a team I, I think and I think we I also, see Alex Cruz supporting Black Lives Alex Cruz like yeah Black Lives Matter I'm like yeah I'm just yeah. saying I think we also forgetting too we acting like once the NBA season goes back, that cops will stop killing niggas. Like it'll be like, well, <laughs> yeah. see, that, that's okay. I'm done with that, I know. you know, but they, they niggas still gonna be getting killed. No, and I think see, every time, I just think that with this <clears throat> movement that happened, this, these protests and what's been going on the last few weeks, that every time a black person, especially, and I don't say black person, every, every time an unarmed black person is killed by the police, mm-hmm. I just think it will get the the news and it will be worthy of what it's supposed to be. I think ESPN will not, will kind of shift their narrative back to the NBA. I don't yeah. see MSNBC or CNN or Fox stopping talking about this until something else happens. See, I think it's because the, the re- like you're saying that now the past like four or three weeks or like however long this whole protest thing has been going on is because like there's literally nothing else to cover. Nothing exactly. else is going on. But like the more things we allow to go on, the more things, the more opportunities for things to shift. Okay, then what are you going to do when the COVID numbers spike next month? We should and then, and we should, talk and, about COVID more than the COVID. Black Lives. Talking, yeah. start talk, they talk about COVID more than they talk about the Black Lives Matter. That's shit. exactly what they're going to do. But like, exactly. Yes. So we have no control over the news cycle. The news cycle is going to be, it's called a news cycle for a reason. It's going to happen no matter what. Now, yeah. if we stick to it and say, even though we're not in the news, because that's the thing, like, are you willing to do something when it's not in the news? Mm-hmm. Like, you think all these protests, would still be going on if they weren't being covered by by every news agency in America right now. And the thing is, is like, yeah, they're being covered, but as soon as the news agencies decide that we're not gonna, you know, let North Korea shoot another missile over over Japan, or let 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 you know something happen, you know, in in a, 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 a let a mass school shooting happen. Yeah, this this shit all gets pushed back to the to the to the back page, and it's up to us or up to, up to the people who are are on the front front lines of this this issue to keep this to keep to keep it going and keep the subject like at this they they have to kind of keep going but they got to keep doing it even when you're not being when you're not on the front page that's the that's the question so the question may have to be will the NBA knock this off the front page. And my thing is, is it probably will. Yes. But if it's not the NBA, it'll be something else. Yeah, but I'd rather it not be the NBA. It's, <laughs> if, it's, if it's something, no, I'm saying it's rather, I'd rather it not be the NBA. I'm saying that because that's something that we can actively, as a players, as black people who are majority in the NBA, we can actively stop that from it, from it being the NBA. I'd rather it be something else and it for at least a little bit longer. So what's the, be- what's the better headline? Protests continue for the 17th consecutive day mm-hmm. or, um, 
LeBron James. Every come. black player in the NBA, LeBron James and or every NBA returns, every black player um, encourages where, protests or something like that. Where, yeah. Where's a Black Lives Matter t-shirt and kneels, on, kneels, at, kneels at half court? Yeah, that's fair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then the second day, black players kneel for the second consecutive day for, for Black Lives Matter issues. After okay. Black Lives. And then the third day. Yeah, and then the fourth day. And then the it's fifth like day. The, the, and oh. that, what Dad's been suggesting too, it's changing the news cycle, but it's keeping yeah. it on the same subject. Exactly. Like, yeah, if you get, LeBron it, said in his post-game interview, he mentions um, still waiting on the arrest for Breonna Taylor. Uh-huh. So what's in the, what's in the headline now? Breonna Taylor questions why arrests still haven't been made for Breonna Taylor's murder. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's it can, the, the, the narrative could still be kind of the same. Yeah. We just have to find different ways to deliver it because you're saying that you don't, what, what we don't want is we don't want people to get bored yeah, of or the side same track. narrative. Sidetrack. Or sidetrack. Side yeah. So you don't want them to hear the same, like they marching again. Well, they, they do that every day now. Like yeah. it's not, that's, that's, that's what you don't want. What you want is to say they're not marching today. Today, they all boycotted Starbucks or today yeah. they all decided they weren't going to wear you know, new balances. You okay. know what I'm saying? <laughs> so. No, I, I, I respect I respect that perspective for sure. As long as I'm like, as long as I'm confident, which that's probably the thing I'm not confident on, is that the NBA players are going to keep the subject about this. That's <laughs> all. Like, I, I believe that like LeBron will do his best to try to, but I believe there's a whole bunch of other players who are just like, <laughs> like James Harden. I'm gonna look at these bitches. Yes, and that's gonna be a headline. But at right the same there, time, so. I ain't, I ain't see my fit, baby. I guess it, that's it, these new fits on. That's it. <laughs> He's and, in the bubble, that's Dad. The, you can't the, go. Yeah, and that's the funny thing too. It's kind of just like. You know what? Um, what these pros says? Like, I don't give a fuck what y'all are like. Who the fuck cares what y'all real thing is? Yeah. I'm like, I, I know who James Hart at least from the interpretation. And James Hart's out there protesting like that, but I'm not gonna be mad at like, um, fucking Jared Dudley uh, yeah. doesn't sneal. St- st- I'm like, nigga, so what? Like, That's a good okay, point. Yeah. And I think we do put too much stock into what our celebrities or what these these celebrities kind of think and feel about a certain issue. Yeah, and so it's like if they don't care about it, then, then it's not worthy. That we gotta get out of that mindset anyway. I completely agree with with that perspective because I think we like a lot of people who listen to podcasts or a lot of like Generation Z or a lot of like my my news probably think that way too. But I think the best way to to get people who are against it or the best people to get old people who are against it is to go through traditional news cycles. And traditional news news cycles are always looking at the next thing to cover about. Man, so that's why all right, Joseph real quick. This whole protest and situation mm-hmm. is just so I would say straightforward Yeah, that anyone who doesn't support it, you probably aren't going to change their mind by putting more protests. On yeah. TV. But see that, that, that goes into the rabbit hole of like, then I'm not, the, we shouldn't just keep trying to keep change those people's minds. I'm not, I'm never going to fall in that bubble. Well, I mean, I tend to, I tend to not waste my time trying to change a racist mind. I'm just saying like the traditional, me, traditional mediums, like traditional media outlets, like, uh, those are the ways that we kind of connect to the people who really don't like, who really aren't aware of the project or aren't trying to learn the subject. Like those are the ways I don't, it, to get those. I, I don't think we'll ever change minds or even get people to kind of see things from a different perspective. Uh-huh. I just wanted it to be uncool to be racist. Yeah, That's all sure. I wanted to be. And I want people to be able to say, just like in the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. when it was uncool to say certain things to women or to you know, objectify women or to, you know, people were getting called out on Twitter all the time, you know, Hell, Dave Chappelle got called out on his special, you know, yeah. just for not mentioning the, black the female woman. black, the black victims that have died to police brutality. So I just wanted to be that people are afraid to be racist or because you're not going to, I don't think you're going to stop it, but I just wanted to be uncool. Yeah. Make, it, sure. make, make everybody, everyone's held accountable when they, you know, have racist 
you know, rants or they have racist high rates and, um, you know, and there are people out there that are doing really, really good jobs. Like they're, they're, they're actually, shoot, my, my cousin, you know, she, she's a, a Caucasian and she's on the, the city council for a major city and she's, you know, writing letters and she's, you know, putting in, putting, putting pen to paper and, and, and making action happen in, within her city. Yeah. You know, towards, you know, police brutality and towards, you know, mending this, this fence between the police and the, and, and, and the community. Yeah. Those are the kind of white people that we need to to keep this going. We can't uh-huh. just rely on marches and 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 rhetoric and 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 and, and hollering and 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 NBA players and stars to keep, keep speaking for us. We need white people to step up and you know, like my like my cousin did, step up and and do what's right in the community, especially when you have the power to do it. Mm-hmm. That's all you got. That's, that's that's what we need. That's what we have to kind of keep continue that. Yeah, I that, see that wave to go. I see so, what you mean for sure, but. Um, did you guys see the Dave Chappelle special? Uh, yeah, I watched it. Eight forty six. Yep. Eight forty six. YouTube. Yep. What you uh, think, Joe? Um, he's really good at because look, the, well, the, the the good thing that Dave Chappelle's really good at is that he's always sets up a punchline really well, so he make the tension really really rise and lay it off of the joke. And I think he did a really good job of like letting the tension rise a little bit and make a slight joke, but keep it at a serious tone to know how serious and you can actually see the anger and how mad he is about the whole such subject. And it does keep it kind of funny to keep the people who only want him to be funny, like interested in it. So I think he does a really good job of that. I think he does touch on the, all the good main points that everyone's kind of talking about. I, I liked it. I liked it a lot too. It was, I did like the fact that, I mean, he brought up a good point where it's kind of like that dude in LA a cop in LA, you know, he, he went try to go through the proper channels to report something bad going on. And just kind of turned away and got fired eventually. And he was just so mad that, you know, he ended up killing some police officers. And then like the police officer, LAPD's reaction was saying 400 people for one, for one person. And it's kind of like, that's basically how we feel. Y'all killed one of us. So we're, you know, yeah, that was a great connection. Yeah. So why are you, so why are you surprised we're saying an army out there for him? So, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's, I don't know. That's a great connection. Um, <laughs> I think it was like I said, it was Dave is really um Dave has really solidified himself as being one of the greatest of all time in, in the comedy world. And people who don't like him, um, you know, that that, that teaches young, everyone doesn't like his, his brand of comedy. I love comedy that that and I love to hear comedy where I have to think and maybe even have to do go do research after I hear the person, you know, do their bit. Um, I, I agree, Joseph. I do love the way he builds tension and the way he delivers his punchlines. Um, this one wasn't to me wasn't really a comedy special. It was really more just him, you know, kind of speaking out on some issues that yeah, he spoken out on. It was him venting. Yeah, it was like him venting, and um, I think the the biggest takeaway I had from it was he he said that he's honest, and I think that's what people need and want right now is just someone that's honest that they believe in that can say, well, I know this person's going to speak truth to whatever's going on and i think he's he's at he delivered that message perfectly so um if you haven't seen it uh, go out there and check it out it's called uh 846 846 it's on youtube mm-hmm. uh, anybody just type in 846 Dave Chappelle, and you can you can watch it it's pretty cool um uh, i enjoyed it a lot so check it out is there a i think do you see a lot of growth from Dave Chappelle overall from the past, like from the oh, skit comedy to the way he is now? Tremendous, tremendous. And and I've been a fan, I mean, forever. I think AJ's been a fan just as long as I have. Um, I don't know about you, Joe. How long how long you've been uh rocking with Dave? I know I remember always seeing y'all like watch the Dave Chappelle like shit 
uh, the his skits, his actual show. I thought it was really funny and stuff too. But uh, yeah, so I was following it before the skit yeah. stuff. Um, you know, but he has grown. But the crazy thing about Dave Chappelle comedy is I kind of always saw it landing here where he's at now. Really? Because he always he's always touched on subjects that have been kind of like um the elephant in the room. Yeah, but he he talked about he talked about before how like he used to be like he used to play all these like black versus black jokes, white jokes, and then like he used to kind of be the person getting laughed at rather than laughing at the joke and the mm-hmm. issue. And he kind of changed overall to make to get yeah. The well, the show did that to him. And the show the show made him. Um, he saw. I don't think he realized how much power he had with that show. And then once he realized, damn, this show is like like I have a voice, and you know what I what I put out there is what is how other people see us. Yeah, it's it's an, it's a whole. It was pretty interesting because it was in a way for at least I'm not sure about you all, but for me, it's like as a black man, it's refreshing to see like. You know, he one thing I like about him, he's he's really good at saying like, man, racism is just so outrageous that it could be some, it can be funny. Like, yeah. That's what makes it so yeah. sometimes funny. So it's like him showing something like, man, if that was a black man doing this, is like mm-hmm. if President Bush was black, it might be like this. And yeah. I was like, you know, we had a black person before, and it was funny as fuck. Like mm-hmm. that that skit was probably one of my favorites, and is you know, it's just a way of him to kind of. But the white people might see that as like, oh, so this is all just a, so this is really happening. It's just a joke. Like, mm-hmm. just, like he's, he came up with this idea for something else. Like if a black president was like, y'all would not, y'all would hold him accountable to every little thing. You know? Yeah. Or if he, like a black crackhead did this, you, you hold my air. Like think of how crazy this is because mm-hmm. this is actually a problem in our community. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like, see, see how crazy this crackhead is I'm playing is. I know crackheads like this. Yeah. <laughs> I drew it from you know, I think, person I, I, I knew. This is, that's what he does. He takes everything that people have experienced every single day and he finds the little piece of comedy in that that bit I, I there was a um one of his specials or no it was a it was this award show or something and, and one of the comedians said how Dave found comedy being in Compton and he was like he was surprised to see dudes out there cutting grass and he was like it that hit home for me because I was like yo I cut grass and I could imagine someone coming to Compton who's never lived there and not from there but they heard all these horrible stories about Compton and it it to me it was like it showed that we were just regular people too we were just regular people who lived lives and they did a great job at explaining that so um, mm-hmm. for sure you know shout out to him man he's, he's, he's one of the greatest I catch him every chance I get as far as like you know he has something I'm, I'm gonna watch it I'm gonna support it you know everything hasn't been you know, ten quality, but some everything has always been great. So. He's, he, I just like his observations. He's yeah. he's very astute with his observations. That's why I think it's just so funny. He's like, oh, it's, not, I didn't, it's an interesting way to think about it. Like, like even it, it can be seen. Like even what Just was saying, he was getting flack for not naming the trans black black trans or the black women getting killed by police. It's kind of like, like okay, I mean, he, sure he didn't name them, but I can't name a ton off my head to for one and two. You know, regardless, they're all the same. Maybe black, white, trans, yeah. whatever. They're all the same, and probably maybe one reason he explained why those cases kind of hit closer to home to him, mm-hmm. not only because, like he said, yeah, like the uh, George Floyd, his knee, knee was on George Floyd's neck for eight minutes forty six seconds. Yeah. I was born at eight forty six. You know, like, yeah. like the connection. And not only that is like I'm a black man. Like I do see, you know, myself in that, or like I could put myself up, put myself in a situation, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's downplaying what mm-hmm. Breonna Taylor or the other black people uh, Sandra Bland was going through it just means it's like this is just uh, it's association you know what I mean mm-hmm. tend to know 
people who you associate with, and I associate with those black men, I don't blame him for that. Yeah. Like, it doesn't mean that he's not bringing them any less. It's like it's all it's, crazy. It's, you know what it saying? was totally just bad timing to to call him out on that. I just think that the conversation needs to be had, of course. But just we can have that conversation, you know. Once we let's fix this one first, mm-hmm. and then move on. You yeah. Know, so, uh, yeah, because even go on this podcast, like I'm sure there's things that will like we'll slightly forget, or we'll slightly get wrong, or we'll just slightly forget to add. I'm sure that's just something like. Which I guess like I see as like really oh that's really cool since how he slightly slightly forgets to mention the black woman like yeah mm-hmm. but like if you want to be nitpicky about it yeah sure but he's gonna mention Brianna Taylor like out of all those which he might have actually done I don't remember but uh, and like wouldn't have been it wouldn't change it shouldn't have changed the narrative at all is what I'm saying yeah it's like this, the point isn't the names you know what I'm saying yeah for <laughs> sure not exactly the names but it's like you know the fact that they're black how how and why they died mm-hmm. what uh, what TV shows have y'all been uh, watching lately or movies. Oh, so um, I like to, my wife and I binge all the time. Um, I like to try to find shows that we both can binge together. Mm-hmm. So she's been watching this show called Heart of Dixie. <laughs> it's on Netflix. <laughs> uh, setting is a rural town in Alabama. It's called, uh, um, dang it, what's the name of the ice cream? It's called what, Harder Dixie? Yeah, the name of the show is called Heart of Dixie. Heart of Dixie. Heart oh, of Heart. Dixie. I was like, damn. And Heart of Dixie. And oh, the the name of the town is called Bluebell. Bluebell, Alabama. Oh, that makes sense, yeah. And <laughs> so it's about basically she's a New York doctor and she graduates from medical school and she 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 she's a doctor up in, in, in New York and she wants to be a surgeon and she doesn't have any bedside manner. And she gets invited to come be a doctor in this small town in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Comes to find out that the guy who invited her to be the, be the doctor, uh, who was a doctor in the town, he, it was her father. She didn't know that was her father. She, she Her mom lied to her. Anyway, <laughs> this town is, is in Bluebell, Alabama. <laughs> so here, check this out. The mayor of the town is a black guy who used to be a linebacker in the NFL, played for the University of Alabama. Oh, shit. Uh, they have a... Um, black sheriff. Her nurse is black, and the kind of like the the um, I guess the uh, the person in the show who I guess like her little enemy. The mm-hmm. what do you call it? Protag- uh, the protagonist. Antagonist. antagonist. The antagonist of the yeah. show. The antagonist of the show is some bluebell, blonde hair, blue eyes, little white girl who's about to marry the town lawyer. Lurk kind of has a crush on the doctor who just moved. Mm-hmm. Not, it's a little soap opery. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> but the blue-eyed Southern Belle girl was involved in an affair with the mayor, who's a black guy. So, Word. and I'm watching this show. I'm just like, I know people. This must piss everybody in Alabama the fuck off. Like, <laughs> why the fuck is this nigga running the town here in Alabama? Yeah. And then there's no racial tension at all in this whole. I haven't sensed anything yet in this show. So. It's pretty cool to watch that they they have this fairy tale land of Alabama, but I'm waiting for some kind of racial like this. At least have a racial episode or something. <laughs> something. Know. I want to see some racism in this. <laughs> something, yeah, you know, shit. Give me a little bit of realism. Let me feel something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so we watched that, and then um, my last show uh, I watched was a movie I watched was Defy Blood. Did you see that? Anybody? No, I haven't seen it. Yet. That's, uh, I saw bits and pieces. Right? I saw bits and pieces of what you're yep. all watching. So. Spike Lee joint. Um, real cool flick. Uh, you guys gotta watch it. Uh, premise is basically uh, four uh, four Vietnam vets go back to Vietnam 
like 30 years later, they uh, they found gold when they were in Vietnam serving in the war. They buried the gold and then they want to go back and get the gold. And these four black guys and they're all friends and they were all considered themselves brothers. They call each other the Bloods. See, and one of their friends died and they want to go back and get the gold and also get his remains. See, uh, you see this, uh, was the Spike Lee film you said? Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the one time I actually did walk, I go downstairs <laughs> and watch it. Like it was one of the dudes got really, real angry and they just started talking to the camera. <laughs> I don't get that shit. That makes me so mad. Yeah, like that's it's a just Spike Lee thing, man. Bro, because I swear I've seen Miracle of St. Anna. I do not remember a scene in that movie where he just starts well, talking to the camera. Watch Jungle Fever so. and watch Do the Right Thing and watch, watch, watch a lot of other Spike Lee flicks. You'll see that little rolling camera thing and do you think it's better for the movie? Do you think it adds? It's, it's, it's just, just like his, his little signature. Yeah, it's just a little <laughs> signature for the movie. Everybody you has. Know. No, 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 serious. Every, yeah. every, no, I get it. Has. It's like, that's a big one. That's a, like, being being a, like, someone who studies film at school, like, that's a big thing to do. That's such a. But that's also thing. what made it such a, that's also made his movie so great. Do the yeah. right thing. I mean, do the right thing. So it's a great movie. It's kind of like, in a way you do, it is, as opposed to subtly trying to introduce with a, main character or this character is thinking like I'm just gonna tell you yeah. <laughs> this is what, this what's on my mind like he's, talking, he's talking to the he's talking to you about what's going on so yeah. but anyway the movie was good a uh, few funny scenes really funny scenes they had some funny characters didn't really get they had a crazy one and of course <laughs> they they gave him the gun and I don't understand why we always give the crazy people the guns yep. but that was funny um, there's a scared white dude in the movie too right the fat uh, dude that fat dude with the glasses. Yeah, he was a Frenchman. So oh, was he? Yeah, he he was kind of like the the end of you know the the, the bad guy, the villain. Oh, was but it? um, yeah, he was that. But just a, it's a pretty cool flick. I mean, it was long as shit. But, um, <laughs> oh shit! It was a really good movie. I mean, some good like I said, some good uh good little action shots. Really great acting. Um, Daryl Lindo played um kind of like one of the main characters, black guys, and he um he was crazy. He was a crazy guy. A lot, of, a lot of sweating from him. He did a lot of sweating in the movie, and uh, <laughs> and he uh, wore wore a Trump hat, make America great again hat. Oh shit, bro! Yeah, so uh, tackled out a few subjects. Uh, really gave you a little bit of history on black vets and how what they had to endure during the war and, and when they got back home. So you know, uh, if you if you can go out and check it out, um, support Spike Lee and Southern Knicks. Yeah, yeah, you, you go. know. So AJ, uh, I've been. Oh, I've been watching. I watched. I was. I've been watching Knives Out, that movie with Lakeith Stanfield. The only reason I even thought about watching it again was because I've been rewatching Atlanta. I think it's on Hulu still. Uh, you know, Atlanta is that down yeah. cover TV show, really good. Mm-hmm. And kind of like what put Lakeith Stanfield on the map. Mm-hmm. I that guy's gonna that kid's gonna blow up. He's, he's really good. Um, and uh, I've also doing a lot of. I've been watching a lot of like just baseball stuff. It made me think. I'm like, it's like, man. I think I can build myself a perfect baseball player if I really wanted to. If I really wanted to, I think I can teach him how to do, you know, this, this, this. Have a kid. I mean, you know. Um, <laughs> what else have I been doing? Uh, yeah, he, sh- he showed me a whole video on... Uh, on yeah. Uh, uh, Ricky Harrison. Ricky Justin. and also Ichiro. Like, I've been known by Ichiro, but... He just didn't understand how amazing Ricky Harrison was. I thought I didn't understand. I just didn't know the nigga, so... <laughs> so that, the nigga talked in the first person. Always talking in the first person. Really? Yeah, first, you mean weird? Th- you mean third person? He's, third person. Yeah, yeah I was just, like, everyone talks the first person. Yeah, the third person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A, I love that shit. And just pointed out too. He looked. Just look at his stats. And he was like, "It's like, oh, you know, his batting average wasn't bad." I'm like, "Like that's the thing, though. Nigga hardly ever hit. <laughs> like, yeah. He just take walks and steal. <laughs> that's the only thing you get on base." <laughs> yeah. But um, 
You know, I, 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 anyway, I, y'all want to hear a quick way Ricky Henderson story? Sure, go ahead. So his first check was like, I think, for a million dollars. Mm. It was like a signing bonus. So uh, I think it was Oakland A's. You know, I think it was the Padres. I gave him his check. And Ricky Henderson's playing. And about two months later, the uh, finance guy walks down to the clubhouse. Hey, uh, Mr. Henderson, um, we're wondering, um, you uh, you haven't cashed that check that we gave you. And Ricky Henderson had taken the check and framed it. <laughs> Before he cashed it. <laughs> he framed the check and put it on his wall. <laughs> oh, my God. So was he was he one of those, Ed? Was he... No, nah, he was just one of them niggas that was just like, you know, you want Ricky Henderson? Unique. To, he would talk like this. Uh, look, at Ricky Henderson, Ricky Henderson don't steal. I like Ricky, that. I'm not going to lie. Steal. I love that shit. Because yeah. I'll, I'll do that to people just to see the reaction. Like, is this thing really like that conceited? I love doing that shit. That's so funny. Yes, Ricky Henderson, he said, Ricky Henderson, uh, oh, what was his famous quote? He had one. Um, um, I got to pull it up real quick. So, with the, with the, I also have been playing a lot of video games lately. Mm-hmm. It's just an interesting little dynamic to like how people play video games because it's like the number one leisure activity for like people my age. And it's for me, I, I do enjoy it, but um, then me realize it because like there's still the, the amount of kids on there makes me wonder like, was I like this? When I was this, this kid's age, when I was 12 years old, because I'm, I'm on here, I'm hearing little kids scream at me and talk, bro. Yes, cuss, cursing at me. I'm like, damn, kid. Like, yeah, I would, after a game, I'd be like, hey, man, good game, guys. Like, man, fuck you. Nah. You suck. I'm like, oh, we won, but all right. I want. That's why I want to ask Dad this perspective too. We're, we're watching Bad News Bears upstairs, and <laughs> AJ was like, man, these kids suck. He just keeps talking about these kids on Bad News Bears. Like, man, these kids suck. Like, I, I know I was, I was this bad at age 12. And I think AJ forgot, like, how the ages he played baseball. Because, like, you didn't play at age 12, AJ. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> if I didn't play age 12, I still felt like I was playing better than these kids. I was like, damn. <laughs> and then we're also thinking, too, real quick, Bad News Bears. Like, you know, you remember Bad News Bears, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's that. The they have the, the bad boy. They pick up like, hey, we need you on the team because you're really athletic. I was like, just was brought up the point where it's like, man, what if he was black? Like, yeah. I was like, I don't think they made him black because they see a lot of just like, yeah. if he was black, this shit, what he's saying would be racist. <laughs> it's like, I'd like, oh, we'd tell your dad if I knew where he was. Like, yeah. oh, shit. It's like, <laughs> yeah. like I'll call the, the cops movie, on you. The whole movie, the whole team is just all white. And then uh, I don't know where the, the whole bad boy and everyone, no one likes the bad boy of the town. And then like, they just keep talking shit about the niggas. I was like, damn. It's like, it been the hit so, harder if he was black or something. Yeah. Couple of Ricky Henderson quotes. <laughs> Ricky doesn't have albums. Ricky has CDs. When asked, <laughs> "What's your favorite album, Ricky?" Yeah. Ricky Henderson. Ricky don't have. I don't have. Ricky doesn't have albums. Ricky has CDs. <laughs> um, you you so, can just say you don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> so Ricky, you still on all those bases? Does that motivate you? Ricky is never motivated by by stats. Oh my god. <laughs> He's motivated by numbers, wins, runs, steals. Those are my numbers. That's what Rick, that's motivates Ricky. <laughs> Dang. He's an alien, man. He's so, an alien, but Ricky uh, isn't the greatest dog. He said that uh this is the quote that talked about him talking about himself in third person. He said, quote, listen, listen, we are always saying Ricky says Ricky, but it's always blown way out of proportion. People might catch you when they know I'm ticked off. Saying, Ricky, what are you what are you what the heck are you doing, Ricky? They say, Darn, Ricky, what are you doing? What are you saying Ricky for? Why don't you just say I? But I never did. I always said Ricky. It became something for people to joke about. <laughs> That's so yeah, annoying. He bro. talked about himself in the third person as he was describing himself in the first person. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, bro. I can, I'm gonna start doing that. It was okay. great. It was great to see, though. But yeah. you know, yeah, nothing much has been going on. But you just you been watching anything? 
I finally watched, which I, I don't even give a fuck about uh, movie theaters, but I finally watched Joker, the Joaquin Ugh. Phoenix one. The what? Yeah, the, what? Joker. Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Oh, okay. Did that? Did I like it or no? Because I thought it was actually nice. I didn't see it. Oh, I didn't, didn't see it, it either. For uh, like, I, I think grown. I know you grown. Like it was like oh, oh a new shit. movie. Gen Z watches a new. You haven't seen like, it. <laughs> Jack Nicholson, the greatest Joker. It's oh, a damn okay. line. Okay. <laughs> all right. The point right, is cool. that that movie, like, when people talk about like all the different Jokers, like they talk about like, yeah, my favorite is this, my favorite is this. And like, I actually could see legitimately see why like all three of them are like a good legitimate case for each one of them. Because like you talk about uh, Heath Ledger, Jack Nichols, and now Joaquin Phoenix, like they're three totally different Jokers, and they're all really really interesting. But the Joker one, it gets really really dark, and you're you see the perspective of like. Joker, and you see perspective of a, the villain that the whole time, and then like the whole idea of it is that this nigga is crazy. So like the whole movie you just watched, like you're not even sure if it was actually real or if it was just all in his head. And it was just really cool. So I was like, well, speaking of Joker, too. Side note: another show I've been watching is there's a Harley Quinn show. It's a cartoon. Oh yeah, and it's very very funny. A lot of funny people were behind it, so that's why I recommend that if you're gonna catch that one. Um, quick story before we end the end it today. Uh, I finally went to the gym. Jim just trying to back up, so I went to the gym with Cornelius. We heard. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, some observations. <laughs> real, all, real, real quick, before you get started on that, you came home. You came in here with Wendy's today, but keep going. This <laughs> is slow. Down. It's a process. Okay, it takes some time. It's some. I'm just using some chicken. Need my cars, baby. I know. I'm just getting. I'm just getting the. I'm getting the protein. All right, get the chicken. All right, but tell us about the gym. Uh, so some observations from the gym. First of all, keep in mind we're still in the pandemic. Okay, so the gym's opening up. I'm like, okay, go, you know, go to the gym with Cornelius. Maybe it'll be a little, you know, it'll be a little more. But the gym I go to is doing this cool thing where basically you make an appointment for showing up and you have an hour. And then in, in that hour, they're going to basically close down for 30 minutes to clean everything and you open up back up for another hour and so on and so on. But I was, I was in there, I had a mask in me and everything. I was ready to walk in there and to see a bunch of, bunch of people just not masks, no gloves, not even like workout gloves, just <laughs> sweating on everything. No, some people didn't even wipe shit down. <laughs> I might have like Cornelius. I'm like Cornelius. Let's just stick to like one area. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then kind of avoid all that stuff. I was just they had, they had spinning classes. Even I looked in the spinning classes too. The bikes. People were still sitting next to each other on the bikes. I'm like, Lord have mercy. Like, this is. I don't know. I'll tell you, people don't take nothing serious, man. You you literally have to have people start dropping dead in the streets for people to be like, oh shit. No, I would say like <laughs> uh, even like I see it with me and you, uh, pops. As I'm saying with you for a little bit, but like the. AJ takes AJ is a lot more like a lot more careful about this thing than like anyone else in Texas. Like Texas don't take this thing seriously at all. We kind of don't that much really either. Mm-hmm. And AJ's been like really extra careful. Like if I asked him like, "Wait, you gonna go to the barbershop? Man, barbershop? What? He gonna touch me? Man, I had to go. Yeah, I went to, when I went to the barbershop this week. I went at right when it opened. There were two barbers in there. Yep. You know, only other customer was like some kid and his dad. So I was like, okay, so I, I made sure to be the first one in there, first of all. Yeah, he's extra careful. And then as soon as I got home, I took make sure to take a shower and wash my head and just in case. I mean, yeah. I, my brother don't touch my face or anything like that, but he does touch my head. So I make sure to take a shower, clean all that shit off. And then I'm not, I'm not that I careful. gave up. I was like, Thank I think you. one time I went in the store, I forgot my mask. <laughs> I was like, shit, I forgot my mask. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I was like, <laughs> no, because the, thing, the <laughs> thing that people do is they look around like, all right, he doesn't have one. Oh, I'm good. Wait, you don't know the struggle though of going, going to the store, even with or without a mask and with the allergies kicking in. You sniffling a little bit? Now that's the thing. I don't. I, I will walk around people. I don't like to really be close to nobody. But I've always been out there anyway. So yeah. And mom told me to. She sent me the store and was like, "Uh, get some peaches because they're on sale." I was like, All right. I was like, "You gotta tell they're good peaches, right?" I was like, "No, no idea actually." 
yeah, put it up to your face. You got to smell it. I was like, I'm not going to do that. Especially just when I got face there. On a little bit. <laughs> when I got there, there was like everyone around the peach table was just wearing masks and shit. And they're grabbing like with their bat hand in the bag and shit. And I was like, I'm not, I'll just grab it. Whatever one looks good to me. Well, so. Anyway, yeah, your mom doesn't give a shit about this coronavirus. I, I think, I mean, do you think you're immune to this shit? Like, she just goes outside. And, like, I mean, she's like, one store. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and then she'll get an attitude when you ask her to like put on some goddamn hand sanitizer when she get back home. I ain't gonna get the hand sanitizer. Oh, God. Like, she, like, she, like, like it's a problem. Like she didn't buy the giant. <laughs> she bought the industrial size and hand sanitizer, but. Yeah. But yeah, she's one of the people who she has to literally see somebody like dying in front of her to say, like, oh, this really is serious. Yeah, but to be, but to be fair, all the people around her aren't uh, like, she hasn't been around someone that has it, or she hasn't been around someone that actually, she hasn't seen someone or interacted with someone that actually has it. So, like, that's probably why. Like, we don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, she's still to be telling that's like, a, that's my the, friends doing a barbecue. You want to go this weekend? I'm like, uh, no. Yeah, that's some, that's, telling <laughs> you, man, that's, some, that's, some, that's some black people shit. It's just like, hey, guys, beware of this. Man, it's been three weeks. I ain't seen shit. So, it must but, not exist. I'm like, oh. Listen, I'm in, I've been nervous all day today because we met some friends this morning for brunch. And then she invited them back to the house. And then ever since they left, I've been coughing. I'm like, what the fuck? Why am I coughing now? It's not since I've just been around these people. Yo, so. You want to tell us yeah, that? I think, I'm gonna go home. <laughs> I think I'm going to go home. <laughs> All right, real quick. Shout out. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, shout uh, this may be my last <laughs> podcast, y'all. So uh, shout outs for y'all. AJ? Uh, um, hey, man. Shout out. Shout out to all those in this difficult time. Young black men. I know y'all frustrated, sweating, scared. Just stick through it. All right, we got we got this. And uh, shout out to Cornelius. You know, that's all I'm gonna say to that. <laughs> For getting you to work out, say it. Yeah, Chris is trying to. I don't know what. Yeah, uh, do you think do you think it's weird? Cornelius is like really trying to get like bodybuilder type big. Because I'm thinking yeah. like I've seen I've known Cornelius, Cornelius I've known you my entire life. I've never seen you like fat in any capacity, which makes me think you won't be able to get like huge. I think you're just a skinny man. You're gonna be you be skinny a lot. So I don't know. It's weird. He he went, he wanted to get like Bobby Lashley big, like he, yeah, he UFC like, fighter Brock Lesnar like, big. He dug, like Derek Brooks big, just wide. Yeah. Like good luck to him. I got it. Um, so you got shoutouts. Yeah, uh, we talked about it before earlier, but I still I I do want to give him a lot of pre- more credit for it. Uh, NASCAR for the whole thing. I might actually go out buy the new NASCAR Heat Five game coming out next month, uh, <laughs> July 10th. So. Uh, they didn't have to say anything. Like, they could have just not done shit and no one would have like noticed at all. And they actually actually stood out and did something. So shout out to NASCAR. Shout out to um, Bubba Wallace. Thanks for having a country name so you can still be in the sport. And um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much it. You, Pop? Uh, yeah, I got a few shout outs. Um, shout out to my sister for uh, for just... Um, just keeping me grounded. She wants me to give her a call when this when this is over because she's been texting me the whole time we've been doing the podcast saying she wants to talk to me about my mom. So nothing nothing serious, but she's like, I got something to tell you about your mom so you can put on the podcast. I was like, well, I'm, I'm recording right now, so I have to call you and get on there next week. So, uh, I'm sure that'll be hilarious. Uh, shout out to my wife uh, and, and all of her fellow uh, police officers. And that's probably not that popular thing to say right now, but yeah, um, people out there, there are some really, really. I've met some of her friends. Um, some of them I like, really, really like, and some of them I, I don't like. Um, but the thing about this is, is that um, there are some good officers out there that um, that do the right thing. So, um, well, isn't that some shit too? 
I, I don't know exactly what you're talking about, Dad. You met some of mom, dad, mom's friends. You think you're like, like, damn, I really hope I don't get pulled over by this man anytime. <laughs> I hope I never get pulled over by this man. <laughs> I don't care if he knows no, me or not. No, it's not that. It's just that we actually, we had a conversation. I don't want to make the podcast go longer. But her and I had a conversation about that. It's like, I think that whenever I meet people who are police officers and you tell them about what's going on, we talk about what's going on, and they immediately jump on the defensive of yeah, the issue. That's when you know. You're like, oh, man, you, you're not even trying to hear yeah. the other side of the argument, you know? So, um, uh, that was just, that was just one of my observations that I, that I, I was like, this is, this is jacked up. And, uh, you, um, you know, just shout out to them though, for real. Yeah. Uh, shout out to, uh, Mm, who else? I think I wanted to say, oh my my, my brother in law, uh, Big Q. Shout out to my relatives. Uh, shout brother? out to my my um, oh. uh, my cousin Mark. Uh, that's about it. I don't want really, I don't want to keep rambling on. I was straight? trying to find it. I actually had a podcast I want to get a shout out to, but I can't find the name of it right now. Are you so, straight? So look um, up, tag it in. We'll we'll, we'll get that. I can do a little voiceover at the end. Tag it in there, but um. Yeah, I guess that's pretty. That's pretty good right there. Oh, here it is. I'm sorry. Real quick, he's <laughs> straight. You said that. He's <laughs> straight. It's called the Unlimited Text Podcast. Um, I couldn't think of the name of it, but they real cool. Um, check it out if y'all can. Unlimited Text Podcast. Uh, they gave us a shout out on their on their um their Twitter, and uh, you know, I just want to give them a shout out too. So, oh, for real? Yeah. All right, shout out to them. Unlimited Text Podcast. Unlimited Text Podcast. All right, but I'm, I'm gonna give them a follow on everything. But yeah, shout out to Unlimited Text Podcast for sure. And uh, you do the closeout pops. Hey, everybody, stay healthy, uh, stay safe, and uh, Generation Z, Millennials, Generation X, unite as one. Go. I got a bone to pick. I don't want you monkey mouth motherfucker sitting in my throne again. I'm mad, but I ain't stressing. True friends. One question. Bitch, where you and I was walking? Now I run a game, got the whole world talking. King Kunta, everybody wanna cut the leg.